die in there. Don't say I didn't warn you. Hello, 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 everyone. Hello and welcome uh, to another Infinite Emerald podcast. I am your glorious host, uh, the Black Shadow, uh, as we make a dive into our thoughts for the Bat for Blood beta, which was at least a couple of weeks or so ago. We had eight days uh, of getting to grips uh, with uh, the world overrun by the infected. Um, while the cleaning has ended and Fort Hope has shut its doors, uh, we have convened to give our thoughts upon the beta, uh, what we thought of it, what we hope they might improve, and ultimately what we think might be produced for the game uh, come October 12th. We shall see how we go. Anyways, uh, we're joined by our cast for today, uh, opening up with uh, our lovable boss, uh, everyone's um, favourite renegade operative. Hello. I don't know about favorite, but what's going on, everyone? How's it going? And hopefully we have a great podcast tonight. I was trying to be kind. So. Well, I mean, well, well, I mean, if someone else was here, then I would get like sort of ousted out last. But, you know, that's a little inside joke. <laughs> brutal. Brutal. Alongside us as well, uh, being joined by uh, AK Austin. Hello, hello. It's AK Austin. I'm glad to be here again and very excited since we had to delay this for a week, but we're here now. And last up is Cryo Gaming. Yeah, save the best for last. What's up? I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? I mean, I would say the best yeah, best for last is we're missing someone, life. but if he gets here, I will break him happily. Don't worry about that, kids. So um yeah back for blood as i say ended uh about what three weeks or so ago um yeah. i definitely had plenty yeah. of, I mean, we all had obviously plenty of chance to give the game a spin on you know survivor veteran uh did any out of curiosity did anyone here actually give nightmare a spin no no i did and it is a complete nightmare even though i did solo the last level with bots so it was... shit it, it lives up to its name huh it, it, yeah. it's awful it's... it is We'll, we'll get to it in the podcast, but I have my I have my thoughts and what I need to say for that. Yeah, uh, for quick quick context for that, um, ran that you know that first level that we were, uh, yeah, uh, we were on uh that yeah. that beginning part, um, the exploder spawns in at that particular location as soon as you open the door, so. Yeah, the How first hallway. Even, you know yeah. what? Boom. When we get to it, we will talk about it because I'm like, how, how is that even fair? Holy shit! It's I, it wasn't. It. I think that was the point. I think yeah. the point is yeah. Definitely so. So yeah, um, I suppose I'm not. Yeah, it's revolts on the beta. Was it what you expected? Uh, I think going in, just just opening it quickly here. I think there was a lot of um, different thoughts of what to expect from the beta. Obviously, not many people had a chance to try the alpha out. I unfortunately was one of those. Um, so I had some kind of base going in, but I mean, I don't know how many people ended up playing the alpha. Not that many. Um, and we had like millions of people give the beta a spin on one platform or another over the course of the two weeks, which I think is a pretty impressive number. Um, but ultimately that means all sorts of different opinions of what to expect, what to get. So, um, what do you guys think of the beta? Um, I mean, I actually liked it for what it was. It really did feel like a modernized, um, more difficult, uh, Left for Dead kind of game. Uh, I, I mean, the quality of it was actually not that bad, to be honest. It did live up to my expectations a little bit. 
But there was a few things I was a little disappointed about, but that's best for later on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's so still that- enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. So, Back exactly. for Blood is Left for Dead free. So, thank you much for listening to this podcast. We'll see. We got a full seller, well. Spiritual, yeah, it's the spiritual successor. Whether it, well, it's kind of weird. I, we're dealing with this more because obviously, whether it wanted to or not, and the way it's but anyways, but we'll get into that as we go. Yeah. Um, Austin. So, as the person here who put probably eighty-five plus hours into the beta, I can safely say. I quite enjoyed my experience with this with this game. With even with the gripes I've had, I feel like this is exactly how I envisioned uh, Back for like a like a Left 4 Dead three was supposed to be. Back for Blood pretty much did what I thought what Left 4 Dead three should have been. So that kind of made me excited when I was watching the alpha gameplay via streamers via Shadow here as well. So it was it was great. Um, the beta itself, like even like it, it was since there was a beta, there was their issues. But for what it was, it's like probably like a third of the game. So I'm pretty excited for the like the rest what we have. Uh, overall, if I had to give it like a rating, it was like a good eight point five out of ten. That's 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 a lot more than I think quite a few people that I know would have given it. Um... Yeah, some people are like in the median range of sevens to like sixes. Um, I, I think maybe even lower because, well, there's that sort of thing that we're going to talk about later where people compare it to Left 4 Dead 2 and they say Left 4 Dead 2 is better. Hmm. That's fair enough. Yeah, again, this is where it comes into, I think, there's a lot of different expectations and only a lot of people's expectations are going to be on Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, which... You could argue might be fair. It might not be fair. It's kind of something they threw themselves into, which is like their own fault, you could argue. I mean, when you mm. uh, decide you're going to develop a game, you know, and, and basically part of your seller point is say, oh, hey, we're the guys who did Left 4 Dead, so you can trust to make a good game. You, you're drawing comparisons whether you want them or not, whether they're fair or not, it's going to happen. So like, it doesn't make a big difference to me. Um, I suppose as he is here, we've been joined uh, by the tar- the tardy, exceptionally tardy, Mister Brandon. Is this Michael? I'm, there we go. I'm sick. So I took a nap. Ah, there. Uh, I, I, our thoughts are are sent to uh, Mister Brandon then and his family. Uh, <laughs> fuck your dog, like, man. Give me your medicine. <laughs> I, I, I took a nap with my freaking kitten. It was adorable. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, um, how, what do you think of the beta? Like, how much of a chance did you get to, chance to play the game? I don't, I don't know how much you got to spend with, uh, the beta. Oh, uh, I didn't play much of the alpha as much as I wanted to, but, I mean, the alpha, um, the beta. I played more of the alpha when it was out than the beta, but, um, equivalently though, I put in at least about maybe, uh, six hours, more than that, even. About right. It's a, it's still a hefty sum for you know for a beta. Like I put in a fair few only because I was trying bits and pieces. Um, yeah, about twenty I got, hours. I, I I probably put in more than that. I reckon. Yeah, it's over twenty-five eight, to thirty over the eight days. I put I put in my fair share. That's for damn sure. Um, I will say, um, because I don't know if anyone else here actually ever played the alpha. No, I just yeah, watched I, it. I played yeah, I played the original alpha. Oh, you played the alpha as well. Um, yeah, I played the original. You think it was a sort of a, a step up from the alpha? I mean, the alpha to me was kind of a yeah. bit bare bones. So, 
Yeah, it was definitely. You no, know, it had um the beta had a lot more content and I think they actually added extra characters to play with. So yeah, like I say, like by about the beta was a lot better because they gave us more of the introduction than Alpha was. Yeah, the Alpha. I mean, Alpha's a they're a trial run. Um, I think that's the thing I took from the Alpha was trying to get an idea for what Batflood wanted to be. And obviously, that was where they they first gave the idea of like how the card system works and kind of like there's sort of more. It's more vermintide, I think, than Left 4 Dead at times, uh, with the way that there's roles and classes, effectively pseudo classes, if you want to call it that, um, and various other bits and pieces. Um, but yeah, definitely a big step up. There's a lot more content. Things felt a lot more polished. Um, you know, we're getting a fair supply. I think of the content we're going to get in the game, well, weaponry, all the upgrades, um, and a lot of these sort of integral mechanics. Um, so I will say definitely it's improvement. It should be. If we're sitting here and saying it was worse than the alpha, then something has gone drastically wrong. Oh, so yeah, for sure. That would have been a disaster. Um, any other quick overall thoughts before we delve into the meat? Uh, I guess Wrong. I'll go. I guess I'll go okay. like real quick. Um, I thought it was fine for what it was. I didn't like super hate it or anything. I, I thought it was a very enjoyable experience with friends and everything. Uh, really love the monster variety and how you're supposed to like really work together in co-op games like this. Um, I, I did feel like it was a bit too difficult in spots and I'm thinking maybe it could lead to some better balancing, which we'll talk about later. Uh, however, that being said, the game has a very eccentric vibe to it that seems like very very standout-ish uh i would say i enjoyed the card system the classes uh how you got to set up your character and it, it makes you very you know strategic in those very like tight moments um the only thing like i said balancing but we'll get to that later overall it gets a solid thumbs up from me yeah which is I, f I like to think that's the, the probably the majority from what I saw. I mean, like you know, if you delve into like the depths of Twitter or God forbid, and, and, the, the, and the comparisons, it's like you know, I enjoyed Left 4 Dead back then. Don't get me wrong. However, that being said, I think I said this on Twitter. We need more co-op horror games because we don't have a lot of them today. That's why I'm like, it's cool. They got Aliens Fire Team. They got Back for Blood. They got these options with Outlast Trials. You can pick it up and go and play it as you wish. Actually, Ren, I got you to say that too, though, because full disclosure, I'm actually not a fan of Left 4 Dead. Really? Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of Left 4 Dead. And I went into Back for Blood and I spent that much, and I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought it was. I would. So there we go. We got we got the polar opposite. We have an outlier. We've got a few outliers yeah. here, probably. <laughs> no, fair enough. So that uh, brings us on to one of the big things of Bat for Blood or Left 4 Dead 3 or whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, freaking Electric Boogaloo, God knows whatever else. Um, so yeah, in the lead up for the beta, and I would say even for it, again, if you delve around the internet, a lot of people have been called Left 4 Dead 3. And it has, to me, in my impression, I think a lot of people's impression, it's been pretty negative. Um, and obviously a lot of people who have played Left 4 Dead a lot in the past have played Bat for Blood, and they've commented on the differences. And there are quite a few who don't think it's better than the original game. Um, so it's a question of whether people here agree or not. And I, I honestly feel compelled I have to start this. Um, I won't do this normally, but... 
like I I think Lifetime. I was trying to work this out. I think Lifetime over various mm. platforms. I think I have played this series for about fifteen hundred hours, and I don't even mm. think that's a joke. I think that's the god's honest truth. I mean, I that's no... respectable. I'm like, no, <laughs> I believe it. Now that there is in no way, no way do I sit here and I'm like suggesting that I am like representative of everyone who's ever played Left 4 Dead, because it turns out a lot of people have played Left 4 Dead. Yes. But I feel like I have some basis for knowing what I'm about to say. Now, even when I played the beta, I did get the impression and the feeling that it is different. Totally, the game is very different to Left 4 Dead. Um, and it's not ridiculous to suggest that. Now, whether you think that's a good thing or not, I think comes down to two things. One, it's personal taste. Um, because some people like quicker gameplay. Some people like more kind of... I wouldn't say slower gameplay, but I think Back for Blood is a much more methodical game. I don't know if that's a fair thing to say. Maybe. No, maybe. I think that's pretty fair. I, I think, in, in comparison to its uh, its older brother. Yes. Yeah. With with, with the car system and and, so and go, the go setup. With the car system and the setups, yeah, I would definitely agree that is different in the fact that it's a lot more tactics to that game compared to Left 4 Dead, where you're like. You go in guns blazing, you know that that's the crux well, of that game. Yeah, I will say at least with that, they don't they don't exactly like force you to play exactly like that. At least they have it set up for like two different options: classic and then that. Because from what I remember, what the devs said, they said that they added the cards in to change it up for veterans. That makes sense. I believe. Oh, no, no, I think for veterans and new players, but for veterans that prefer the old system with no cards and they added the classic system. Yeah, uh, which is a good thing, though, because if they didn't um, and this game turned to be a worse left for dead, too, then, you know, people will you know like, why is the game exist? They just go play back the old. Game. I think I think given given the company um, behind Back for Blood, they since they did work on the Left 4 Dead games, it's clear that they actually do. Even back then, like they they did care a lot about their fans, so I don't think they would yeah. leave them hanging. Um, what's what's the phrase? Hung out to dry. Hmm. I mean, it's yeah. still like the same talent was still um there from you know, those old games to now, you know. But that's different. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Um, but, I mean, yeah, so. So when I think people that have played this game a lot, uh, of the old games a lot, have played this and said that it feels different, I do relate to it. But the question you then have to ask is, why is that different? And this is something I, I, I talked a lot about on my streams of this game, um, as to why is it different. And I think you have to take yourself back 10 years, which is difficult, um, to like whenever you first played Left 4 Dead, especially if you enjoyed it a lot. And Jeez. I was thinking back to like the first two weeks I spent at the game, I absolutely binged the game. And I thought about, why did I really enjoy it? Why did I keep playing the game? What was it about it that, that pulled me towards Left 4 Dead as a series? And I think what people forget is the absolute... Left 4 Dead is a really easy, basic, simple game. You turn up with some friends. You buy it now for like two bucks or however much it is when it goes on sale. It's like, you know, like basically free. You sit down. You choose a campaign you like the look of. You pick a character that you think, oh, that, that kind of works. I like the black guy, you know. I like the biker dude. Great. You pick him. 
you go into the campaign, you shoot some zombies, you have some fun. If the difficulty is too much, you can change it, whatever else. You literally just sit down and you play it and you enjoy it. And for most people, I think it's it's a very entertaining, very enjoyable blast. And there's a lot to for a lot of people to get out of. But the main thing is that it's simple and there's nothing to it. It's not a complicated experience. I think what a lot of people have have felt and realized, but not quite recognized, is that Bat for Blood is a significantly more complicated game. You've got the card system. You've got ammo that's no longer universal. You've got weaponry that has all sorts of crazy upgrade, um, you know, modifications. You've got like upgrading your items. You've got more complicated systems for like how, you know, you've got weak spots on specials. You've got all this stuff going on. And I think it's this is what is maybe being a turn off some people for some people because they're used to just literally, it's like a sit, it's sit down and play. Left 4 Dead is like ar- an arcade game compared to Back to Blood. It's, it's completely different. While the base concept is there's four of you, you're taking on the infected, and that's wonderful. That's great. They're two, I think, more fundamentally different games than anyone really cares to admit. And I think that is what is causing some problems for some individuals. And I think that's fine. I don't think there's any issues with recognizing that and thinking it's a bit of a turnoff, because especially nowadays, gaming, like now, compared to what, 12 years ago, is like lightning pace. You know, just look at a Call of Duty game, for example. It's worlds apart from, from where we are now. And I think that's the issue for some people. Back for Love, you, you have to take it slower. You've got to take it more carefully. And that's not for everyone. Yeah, I feel like, though, with the cards, it's, like I mentioned, it's an option if you want to use the cards or not. The Most of the people that I've seen when they've compared Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 to Back for Blood, is just more so the basically the difficulty in each. And yeah, I mean, like I mean, each, in each yeah. setting, that's that's the main thing I've seen people complain about because on um because uh well, well I'll get into the specifics about that in the other question, yeah. but you know basically it's just the you know. Difficulty because uh, I know when I played Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, uh, even on easy, it was still it, it was still a little bit of a challenge because of the hordes and everything like that. It was still, a, you know, it was still a little bit of difficulty, but you know, and um. But in uh, Back for Blood, you know, even when you play it on easy, there's like little to no, you know, zombies, creatures. Yeah. It's just it's just bare. It's like bare minimum. It's like where's the challenge? Like the Left for Dead games on easy? Because yeah. I mean, I was a first time player of Left for Dead like sometime last year, I think, and. I first time I played Left 4 Dead one and two, I was having issues with uh, some parts on easy because of the swarm, mm. and I played Back for Blood and I'm like, um, okay, okay, easy is just way too easy. Then I played it on medium. I'm like, whoa, 
kind of tune no. back, kind of tune back a little bit. Because yeah, no, no. even Left 4 Dead, it still was more challenging on medium. But but it wasn't like that to where, oh, you got smacked. Oh, you're just done for. Just give up. Just put your controller or your mouse or keyboard down. Just let it happen. Hmm. Yeah, no, I think a lot of people... I don't think I've met anyone who says that the difficulties are quite right. Like, the, the jumps from Survivor to Veteran and Veteran to Nightmare are, like, different games. It's completely astronomical. I don't, yeah, they really are. I don't know why you would make them so drastic. Yeah, I... Um, but, I mean, that's what... I mean, that's what the... Uh, the beta is there for, but I mean, if that was what they were gonna put out like initially, then I'm kind of terrified. Well, yeah, it's a weird one because it was the same with the alpha. Uh, the alpha was very similar. That the jumps, the difficulties were huge. And yeah, personally, for me, although again, I've played absurd amounts left for dead. You go from veteran, which to me is kind of easier than easy in left for dead because you don't get horde rushed as much. You know, it's not as adrenaline. You know, there's a lot more narrow corridors. There's a lot more opportunities to funnel. There are some open areas, of course, but nowhere near as much in the game like Left 4 Dead. And then you go to the other end of the spectrum being Nightmare, which is effectively impossible. Yeah, they... Yeah, because I saw some YouTubers that I, um... that I follow. They were playing it, and, like, as soon as they got through that first, you know, that first okay. corridor suddenly you know the big exploder comes out of nowhere saying hi how are you it's like okay okay just immediately just give us the big guy i think i think <laughs> the you, problem you is for you take so much damage that's yeah exactly i'll let you go around but yeah, you get through you take so much damage you, you can't carry on because you're just completely crippled so yeah go around. i think the problem is uh once you bump up the difficulty what tends to happen is if your team is just a little praying, bit uncoordinated praying. yeah spraying and praying or you know you don't know where you're going or you're activating traps then you're completely going to get for lack of a better term uh gang stomped by so many fucking creatures that is going to be ridiculous uh what i notice is that if you keep activating swarms on harder difficulties then you're just going to get annihilated and that's probably yeah. like the issue there it's like it's a little bit too much at times and i understand why they're making it so hard at the same time it's like annoying you gotta have like high tier teammates in order to really tackle the veteran modes yeah it's like they're putting their bet they're betting too much on the farm of you know having good like having good teammates and and they're a good not, car setup thinking, as well like people who run and get shit immediately and go yeah, for the objective like you cannot like be lacking behind yeah they're only thinking about like one or two variables and you know i i understand about like you know there's only so much that you know they can really like focus on mm -hmm. trying to make it simple for you know everyone who's playing it but you still got to think uh this kind of game where you can team kill and everything like that if you're gonna play it on a high difficulty and the um the team damage to each other it's very high friendly fire is very high 
you're going to have a lot of people just going into those random uh, random parties and just purposely kill everyone. The trauma system really fucks me up because it's like, if you lose that health, that's it. And you constantly have to buy it back. And yeah. it's it could be very, yeah. it could be a challenge. It could be very annoying. Yeah, and I don't. For me, I, this is just like a little nitpick. I'm just not a. I'm. I don't like how as unlike Left 4 Dead, if you get smacked by a zombie, even if you bash your way out, it still slows you down way too much. And I don't yeah. like that. It makes me feel like okay, what's the point in fighting? But it's difficult. Um, the problem is it's hard to outrun stuff, though, with Bat Fudge. There's a lot of situations, especially with hordes, where you're kind of forced to fight, or at least do well, something. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, even if a zombie smacks me and I bash them, I'm still, like, incredibly slow. It's like one zombie doing all of that. It would be different if it was, like, four or five zombies, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But if there's just one or two zombies, and I'm just getting, like hit once or twice and suddenly oh. I get really slowed down and then I have a little bit of an issue because it makes me feel like okay I'm getting slowed down um, now I'm getting swarmed there's no point in me fighting it off I'm just going to put down my controller yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's not an easy experience so Bat for Blood is not an easy game like on the easy you can do whatever you want but once you like turn up the difficulty like yeah you've got to <laughs> You gotta play serious. Um, and I think that's fine. It's just the problem is you've got three difficulties when you probably have space for five, maybe six. And that you don't want five or six difficulties. It's called you need to tighten this, these brackets up a little bit because it's a little bit too insane currently. And if that makes its way to like, the final product, I'm gonna be a little worried about that. Yeah, because yeah. out of out of all the games that I've played that had multiple difficulties medium was um medium was uh <laughs> uh not very good it was one of those games where they make it re completely ridiculous i mean it was it wasn't for me it was not fun playing the game on medium not didn't it it just felt like a lot was being thrown at us at a not really much of a short period of time, but it just it just felt like just getting swarmed, like constantly getting surrounded by zombies. And like I mentioned, you get hit by two zombies, it slows you down tremendously to where your stamina is complete shit. And that's when you're like, okay, I'm just going to put my controller down because even if I bash, I'm going to be extremely slow and I cannot get out of the way. That's probably you know, one I thing is the stamina system is if you don't have the cards yeah. for it, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's one thing I don't like about Back for Blood. Um, the game relies too heavily on stamina. Whether you're punching something, it takes really like a good amount over and over. If, if yes. you punches and whatnot. Sorry, that's not for me. Like, they got to like, tweak that by the time the final game comes out. Yeah, the, the, the one takeaway I have for this game is that they have clearly made an effort to just make, like, your general zombie, like, way more dangerous than it used to be in Left 4 Dead. Even in Left 4 Dead 2, where you play on Expert and you get hit by a zombie, just any old zombie, and you're dealing 10 or 20 damage, 
like to me when you if you're playing on veteran especially and you start taking on like you know uh, the, the ferocious or the like especially the monstrous general ridden like they are so dangerous because they have tons of damage the trauma damage stacks up they have a lot of health as well that's the problem they're really spongy um, when they're monstrous, they are significantly dangerous. I, I would argue that with the bat, bat for Blood, it's it's turned everything on its head. It used to be a game uh, with Left 4 Dead of you versus the specials. Like a lot of the time, like if you're losing the campaign, you're losing it on the commons. You know the the, the specials. You know with your your bruise and that are kind of almost there just to like mop things up. I don't know if anyone else has that sort of. Uh, uh, yeah, I was I I was thinking the same thing because um. You know, the bruisers, like, when you're facing a couple of them in the road, you're like, oh, my God, these guys are insane. But when you have, like, the right mindset and the right, like, strategy against them, they're almost a cakewalk. Like, if you have, if a, if you have, if you have a good team in Coronation, you can take on the special infected pretty decently in Back for Blood, even the ones that are kind of tanky. The common effect is get so, like, sporadic, and I tend to notice that their AI just, when they're running at you, they tend to flank you. For like some weird reason, instead of going straight at you like a normal zombie would, and so you like you're shooting, and they go out of your perif- like your peripheral vision no matter what you're doing, and you're instantly like, getting hit in the back. That's why when we were playing, you're like you're like watch your back. I'm like, like this guy wasn't here two seconds ago. Like we're seeing all the zombies in front of us. Like it gets insane at how much they flank you. It's it's ridiculous. And that's like one of the main reasons why the common infected are so tough in this game is because, at least in Left 4 Dead, compared to the two, Left 4 Dead, they mostly just run at you. And when they're coming, sometimes they're from coming from behind you, they like to get in front of you to stop you, which I kind of liked about Left 4 Dead. It was like, oh, like, I want your attention. I'll shove you back. And this one, like, no, I don't want your attention. I want to freaking just be a douchebag and hit you in the back. Like, it gets ridiculous sometimes. Punching, but that's how I felt about it. Punching does not work for me for some reason. I just get killed. I, it feels very... Yeah, I yeah. just feel like it's inconsistent. Yeah, you, either need, you need the knife or you need a melee weapon I, in that scenario. Yeah. And, and that tends to be, like, mostly better in terms of, like, hoarding off enemies. Like, I saw people with, like, melee bills as well, and they were really fucking good, <laughs> like, at handling enemies. Potentially, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 but yeah, definitely. The problem you have is like when they get up to you, like it's hard to do anything about them before they hit you. At least with Left 4 Dead, like if you weren't moving, because the way the AI worked, uh, or the infected work is, if you weren't physically weren't moving, um, they would have to run up to your face and then start their attack animation. If you're moving, they'll do attack animation while they're running at you, so they'll hit you like as soon as they touch you. But that was always the trick with Left 4 Dead: is you don't move when you're surrounded by a horde. And they have to run up to you, and then they start the attack phase, and then by which point you've already killed them. Um, that's something you definitely couldn't do in this game. Like, if anything got anywhere near you, like, you're in serious danger. Mm-hmm. Serious, serious danger. Um, so, um, one thing I am curious to ask about um, Go ahead. is because it's something, again, I think, uh, something, I think a lot of people have been more positive about overall is the fact that there's yes. now role systems with all the characters. Mm-hmm. You've got like your. You know, you've got your healer, you're going to have, you know, you've got your marksman, you've got your stamina people. You, do you think this is a good idea, or should it just be anyone can do everything? I think this is a great idea. Like I said, when I said about uh, Left 4 Dead 3 being like this, where I thought, spring back to Left 4 one, Dead 1 and 2 characters and have them do certain special things. Like, Coach was really good with certain melee weapons. He would just destroy 
hordes with it because he was just so good or Ellis with certain weapons he was really good with because you know he's a redneck hillbilly he, he enjoys this <laughs> I think the role system just leads to more variety in gameplay and I think that's what they're going for in, in the end which is variety in gameplay with these characters yeah Not only personality I, I don't know how I would feel if everybody was like the same I mean I think it would still be fun but it just wouldn't be as fun in terms of team coordination because you're gonna need those like medics you're gonna need those like heavy muscles that run into a horde with a baseball bat and knock some fucking heads off uh you're gonna need those people yeah it would be it would be a little too easy yeah and it's like you know if i could do everything then what is the point of even you know having some sort of adversity when facing against enemies but it's worked in 2008 why well, doesn't it work now well, yeah, but it's just a lot more fun. It's like, if it gives me a little bit more room for failure and it gives the team a little bit more room for failure and we can grow and figure out what the hell exactly happened, then I like that challenge when it is presented in a good way. I think the problem is just how they balance certain things out, which is something we covered in the last topic. You think it's, yeah. Do you think it's maybe it's an attempt to kind of like place more of a, an identity? onto the players in the game so they kind of you know like people feel like they have a place in the team if you will is it a case maybe they, they, the game just towards groups of friends tackling it rather than just random public games you definitely have to think about it that's one thing that this system is probably yeah. known for it's not like you could just simply jump in mindless shooter bam 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 it's like you now have the free reign to pick these classes pick these sets and see what is sort of your play style and that's probably one of the intricate things about the game is it figures it makes you figure out what to do and what you like doing with these characters overall and sticking to it if you want to be a medic sure no problem if you want to be a brood or a heavy muscle sure no problem uh and that's one of the things that's really cool about it yeah anyone else yeah Brian, Brandon. Hey, yeah <laughs> I think everyone did the commentary provided to you by Sobrek. Took his answer, so that's probably why. Yeah, it's, it's it, let me just impersonate him. Uh, yeah, it's good. End of discussion. All right, then. So, yeah, I, yeah, I will, I will add to that. That is why a lot of people, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna, because since someone brought up COD a while ago, when COD Ghost came out and they introduced Extinction. A lot of people like that game mode because it introduced classes. You could be a specialist, you could be a medic, a demolitionist, etc. You had variety to choose from. It wasn't just, oh, you get to do, you know, every little thing. It actually required, the game mode actually required you to work as a team to get to the objective, finish it, and get to the exfil, which was the start of the map. Yeah. So I'm actually glad that they uh, introduced the class system because the time difference between the first two games coming out and now is during that time, during that long time frame, we've had plenty of games where it was pretty much the same thing, almost like Left 4 Dead or something, or 
uh, borderline-ish, but it was its own thing. But it had its own classes where you have to work as a team to complete an objective. Hmm. So I'm glad that they actually, like I mentioned before, that they modernized Left 4 Dead. This is pretty much Left 4 Dead modernized. Yep. Yeah. The new age. So totally agree with it. Yeah. I mean, it maybe it's just the case. You know, gaming has come on a long way in 12, 13, 14 years. It's just. Yeah. I think I think you, people expect more from their games as well. I think is the thing you can't just give. I think people want more. They've got to feel, especially when you think this game, like they're charging 60, 60 bucks for this. That's a lot of money. So to just give like a quote Left 4 Dead free unquote, might, maybe that just isn't enough. Maybe food for four. All right then. So yeah, we've talked about all sorts and pieces. So thinking ahead, I suppose, towards October and things that need changing, perhaps need improving, whatever else. We've already talked about difficulty. It's probably a bit too crazy. Nightmare Pudding's turning down. Um, what else do you think needs to be changed or, or introduced or might be missing? Mm, maybe the idea around shorter campaigns. Because I, I did feel like initially it was going on a little bit too long for my taste when I was playing it. I don't I mean, want like we, all all yeah, campaigns to be like short. Just just some short campaigns where you could drop in, play for like maybe two or three levels, drop out. Yeah, I mean the thing that it's it was a strange system that I think they are going with, and that is kind of like I don't think they're gonna go for the whole way. Maybe they're not. Maybe they just did it for the beta. But you had like this whole like first campaign, and then you follow on immediately to what is going to be the fourth campaign. So are they going to have it? You do campaign one, then two, then three, and then four, and then I, maybe a fifth afterwards? I mean, that's surely they can't be doing it like that because it's it's way too long. I, I actually have a comment on that. So um, when we're when people are discussing in the Twitter section of the like announcement of like the oh five point six million players in the beta, there were some people who actually had some really interesting like questions about the act i was like and i thought like oh like we play act one and act four like those were separate campaigns it turns out we're still in act one we're just in chapter four mission one two and three and four which has me to believe that there might be more than one act with like there might be an act that has three sections there might be an act that has five sections we don't know but so far as we were playing we're only playing act one and we just played the first section and the potentially the last section of that act. I'm not sure though. I don't know the exact details until it's actually full of the till the full release. But that's what uh, a lot of people were telling me in the com in the Twitter comments. I was like, huh, that's actually quite interesting. I'm not sure how you guys feel about that. Hmm. I'm not sure what I think about that. Actually, it's it's weird. Maybe it's really weird. Maybe. I didn't notice it the first time around because I was too busy like trying not to die. Uh but it it is strange <laughs> that it is going on for like that long and you really don't know. I, I guess that is a testament to the game itself. And probably if you're enjoying it that much, then you're not gonna really pay attention. But again, I, I think it all goes back to maybe it could be centered around the difficulty. Like if you want to make a really long campaign, I feel like Maybe that should be for the hardcore players. And if you want to make something drop in, drop out, then easy probably shouldn't be that long. Yeah, I, yeah. this is it's it's a tough one because the problem you've got, I think, 
is that again you have to think back to what came before left dead 2 and again one of the beauties of left for dead was the fact that you could just pick it up and play so you would literally you know you pick a campaign you do a campaign and then you pick another campaign you do that another campaign it doesn't really matter which order you do stuff in there is a canonical progression admittedly but if you want to do the dark carnival before you go to dead center you can do that because there's no like you're not penalized in any way because you start every campaign fresh you start with the same equipment the same health the same starter weapons you rock on to me it seems pretty clear they want to make things much more of a progressive experience so you kind of start in the hotel um and then you go through the various different acts but it wants you to make it feel like there's a it's a progression as you go so you're keeping the same weaponry and the same kind of uh you know the same kind of upgrades you've gotten and to take it with you from start to finish now while that's all a lovely idea all in all and it sounds fantastic the problem you've then got is what if you don't want to start on the first campaign what if you want to start on the third campaign well apparently the solution to that is going to be what we'll do is we'll give you a load of money and we'll give you like half your deck already activated and then you go from there but that's unbelievably unbalanced because then you're you're basically subject to the whims of whatever spawns in the first box if you don't get anything particularly good in the first box then what do you do and you only get two weapons that are of any kind of quality i i don't really see how this is feasible like i i get the idea i get the print of what they're trying to do but i don't actually think this works that well in practice and it kind of you do get the impression of you kind of like penalizing people who don't want to start with the first campaign and what do you do with stuff like you know reverses and whenever that comes out in a much more fully fleshed form and stuff like that like how do you how do you make this work? How do you balance this? Hmm. Anyone have any opinion on that? No. Uh, um, no. Nah. That was fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, from Mr. Brando. No. Like, I, to me personally, I don't know. It's it's all like a testament to how they decide to create this game for later. Um. Again, I, I get the sentiment that maybe some players are going to be a bit disenfranchised when it comes to trying to get into like later chapters or not wanting to do this or do that. But I don't know. I, I feel like to make a good online game, you should be able to cater to most people. Uh, and if people don't want to be in those lobbies, they should be able to opt out. No problem. It's all about, you know, parameters and what you got set up and how things are going to go for the entire playthrough. Yeah. Um, there was right. something else I, I noted as well is the fact, cause like, I think their, their defense for that is they'll say, well, like if you, when, when you quit out of a campaign, it like saves your progress and then you can redraw it at a later point. But the problem with that is at any point you come out of a campaign and you go back into it, you lose one of the strikes that you have for the team. So you basically lose a continue for quitting it and carrying on a later point. So again, if they're going to have this progression over four or five campaigns, you're trying to basically force people to sit down for three, four, five hours at a time, potentially going through loads of these because you need these, these, these continues for when you actually die in chapters because you don't get them back. Once they're gone at the moment, they're history. There is no. There's no getting them back at all. So, and, and a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Like, I'm fortunate at the moment, uh, I could sit down for three or four or five hours and, and meet through, like, most of the campaign in one go, but people can't do that. You know, people work eight hours, ten hours, they come back, they've got maybe 
you know, an hour or so of free time to them. Like mm -hmm. you're asking them to commit a load of time to something which they can't feasibly do or in any kind of sustainability as it yeah, currently stands. And I don't think yeah. it works at all. Yeah, for games like this, though, like people, like statistically speaking, for like say MMOs, for example, people have at least one hour free to do stuff things like MMOs, for example, right? So, like, let's take a game like this, for example, like a roguelike ish, you know, zombie fest type stuff, right? Like, if we take that same type of statistics, then, you know, like, you're asking a lot of people to grind for all these cards and whatnot just to survive in one little segment of a campaign. It's not, it's not a pick up and play anymore. And that's what Left 4 Dead used to be. It was something you could just pick it up and play it. And you could rock on. And if you did great, fine. If you didn't, you didn't have a lot of time. It's not a big problem. But mm -hmm. yeah, that, that, that doesn't seem to be the route they're taking now. And this, there is potential for some real issues here. Um, but like for people like me, though, this is great because I don't mind grinding out games because for starters, I have a lot of free time. So no shit, right? But even then, though, like if I sit down and play a game that I'm just into it, I will you know, grind out a game. So that's great for me, though. So yeah. Yeah, it's a commitment because even like these four act campaigns could take you 16 minutes could take you 90 minutes if you're playing like on veteran you can't you can't rush these these levels you've got to take them steady carefully methodically they're tough they're punishing you can't run through it so like i it's a concern i don't know how justified a concern it is i'm hoping by the actual in october 12 it won't be as much of an issue some way but it's 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 like I can see it down the line. It takes me back to when I was playing um, Resident Evil um, uh, Resistance. And like I was enjoying the game when it first came out. I was playing it, but I was seeing these issues down the line. And I'm like, if these don't get addressed, there's some serious problems coming. And they weren't addressed. And the game died. So it's, it's I'm having a bit of horrible flashback here, which I don't want to flashback at all. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, don't worry. Yeah. Like, Reavers didn't even come out of the womb, so... Oh my god! Oh god! I completely forgot about it at this point. I, I had so, to bring that's... it up. It, it, it had yeah. to be brought up at least mm -hmm. once. Yeah, but um, I do have a comment on the whole like continue system. As you were talking about, I was just thinking like, what would be a really good way to deal with this? I was like, why not just have uh, after every level just have a time limit to like, oh, if you want to quit out now without any penalties, here's your time limit. And, and then if you do it, it'll give you a warning, like, oh, you're past the time limit. If you do quit out right now, you will lose a continue or whatever. I was like, I think that would be a really good system they should do. Or maybe help, just have you like, quit out when you're in the safe room and you haven't actually opened the door yeah, yet. Have exactly. That would work, too. Yeah, that would exactly I mean, that'd be, work. That'd be a, a reasonably safe system. If they're, if they're yeah. insistent on making this, like, start to finish the whole way through, rather than starting again and again and again, then you have yeah. to have something. Well, it just doesn't work. I'm sure. Yeah, it, it's a, it's also a very easy system. It's just a couple. Uh, all you have to do is do some lines of code, and then do some system errors, checks, and then boom, you just test it, and boom. You'll well, I wouldn't very... say it's easy, considering you know. I, a lot of work. I'm just saying, like with the type of team <laughs> they are, with the t the type of team they are, they can easily have many people tested and fix it up within a month or whatever. How much time there's left? Or have a future update about it. Yeah, but there has to be something. That, so. Yeah, there has to be more um, future update. But the game comes yeah, out. I, like, what, I, I don't months? know if we're going to see this in which is a worry. I'm, but that's I'm just saying, like, no. the effort to put it into it is not that hard. It's it's there, but it wouldn't take ages. We hope. 
be fine. <laughs> we hope, yes. But there's one other thing that, uh, I, while it's not a big point, especially for, Bat for the way Bathod's kind of being targeted, it is an issue, and that is the AI. It is a little bit <laughs> uh, Playing uneasy, I get hit by a freaking horker, and I die every time because the freaking AI don't push me once. It's ridiculous. It's it's, it's disappointing because uh, like I, I look very... at the um because you know you look at the crossplay for this game, which I think for a beta has been uh, astonishingly good. And it then gives then me the, And then you look at like the the AI bots in the game currently, and they're just not good. And they weren't good enough in the alpha, and they haven't been good enough in the beta. And that's that's a concern because there are times you're playing publicly where people are going to drop out. And if mm -hmm. And like I like the idea that if you have got bots and one of the, the the characters that are playing dies, I like the idea that you can temporarily take over one of the bots. I think that's a good system and they need to keep that. But they're not good enough. They they don't understand really how to kind of defend themselves. They just get swamped and just don't seem to have any idea what they're doing. And it's it's very disappointing to see that. Like it should be. It's pretty much like the meme where, oh, it's just my little brother taking over as the bots, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, I don't it's... know how much any of you guys had chances to play with the AI, but... Uh, I, I, I've had many because I soloed a lot, and, oh, God, you can't play yeah, a veteran. Super... You can't yeah. play a veteran. They just die too quickly, and they can't even shit you in the back, and it hurts. It's ridiculous. Well, if, if they're gonna fix, like, if they have to fix the AI, all they have to do is just pick up how there's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, pick up their systems. Make sure that if they recognize that they're being hurt, that they try their best to like completely go god mode as best they could to get away, and not just get swarmed. And in, in the words of King Shark, bird. <laughs> <Burn>. <laughs> Now I really hate y'all. I was going to turn into a King Shark podcast. <laughs> Not much. Make our friends. Oh, damn it. That doesn't even look like me. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the only uh... absolute damning thing I would say about this game. It's not good enough. That needs to be improved. It's just, it's just not good. So I think it's been a very apparent. There's been so many people I've seen with like forums and like actual like they took screenshots of feedback of entire yeah. paragraphs saying like the AI needs to have this fixed. They need to be very similar to this. Yada yada. I'm like the AI doesn't want... work. The AI doesn't work in its corresponding difficulty. Yeah. Even on easy, it's like you can see them. There's just times they just. I don't seem now. I'm not saying Left 4 Dead they're perfect. Uh, uh, and to be fair, like Left 4 Dead, oh. the bots got a ton of stick, which I think is unjustified. They work differently than human beings. You just have to understand that and work mm -hmm. around that. But for, they're just not good enough. They have to be better. Otherwise, yeah. it's just in public games. It's like you're basically beholden to everyone staying, and if people mm -hmm. leave, your run's dead. And that's yeah. That's no Actually, I got lucky. I got lucky on easy. I think I was I think I was playing on Survivor. I think it was either Survivor or Veteran. Yeah. I don't know. I just played I just played the game like as it was. I didn't mess with the setting. And the bots actually did stuff for me. They can sort of ish look after themselves uneasy. That's because nothing hits like if any kind of 
danger and there's not really enough stuff to worry about it yeah. so they can kind of they're not good but there's nothing to really particularly challenge them but once you i mean any i mean they weren't acting like they were dumb they weren't acting like a box <laughs> of rocks yeah um the the thing to note is that um what i've noticed when i played left for dead because that was like one of the very first multiplayer games i've ever played when i actually had like xbox live when i was like 11 to 10 years old funny enough i play left for dead 2 a ton i've noticed that the bots if you get grabbed by like a smoker or a hunter it's like almost like after a certain like amount of time like after like four or five seconds it's like the seems the bots are like they notice it and then they save you type of deal where in back for blood you get spit or grabbed by a crusher or, or a horker and they just like all three of them like gather around you looking opposite directions yeah. and they're like, <laughs> they're like oh, look at this dumbass <laughs> it's, oh my it's, God. So, it's it's a meme at this point of how exactly. dumb they are it's a meme at how dumb they are and with left for dead like i think they had like a mini system where the ai would like after a, w a little bit they'd be like oh shit our player is in trouble we need to save him and that's what they exactly do uh, all, and then all the boss are useful for is for me to like soul jack into Holly's cheeks and that's it. <laughs> oh. It's the only thing I can do because they they either end up dying or just wandering around like idiots. I, I saw that yeah. in our playthrough. So, yeah, they, they were buggy oh, too yeah. as well. Like I had um, yeah. they were buggy, especially taking over the bots. Like it also was buggy. I had one situation where I, <laughs> I remember I think I took over. I forget who it was as a bot. Uh, they had like a, an LMG and they, it was, allegedly, um, and they alleged. I think it might have been Holly. I don't know, but they allegedly I think it was about, Holly. They allegedly had about 65,000 rounds for their LMG. Um, <laughs> yeah. which then almost immediately turned into zero. Yeah. So yeah, that wasn't too good. And like she had a bat. And I was like, I don't really do this. It's not my thing. So that I've had a glitch where my health bar was going across the screen one time when I was doing a uh I was doing a matchmaking game and everybody left and I died. I took over a bot and I think I was Evangelo and my health was nine 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 and the health bar was like across the screen for some reason. That was and then when I I went really? down as Evangela and it, it just reverted back to like, oh, I have like only 45 because of my trauma. I'm like, oh, I wish yeah. I had that 999. It would be great. You know, no, yeah, but there's going to be bugs in the beta. That's the thing. That's going to happen. It's ironing these out before the whole release comes out in six yeah. months. But... It, hold on. I want to diverge into a side question. Has anyone else seen any other bugs that probably should be mentioned that the developers should fix? Um, the, I mean, the obvious notable one is towards the back end of the open beta, uh, the finale broke completely. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that was, uh, that was uh, something. Definitely. And um, almost day and a half or so, uh, the yeah. tunnel where everything comes out of the AI gets stuck, forgot how to path out of it, and just yeah. They all stuck on each other, basically. They all spawn in the exact same location, with a few stragglers coming from the sides, but that's about it. This is my life. Yeah, and, like, I even had a, a horker was, like, in between, like, the, like, top left shack, and he just couldn't move, because his AI was, like, bugged out. And I was like, huh. And I was like, okay. And, like, I, I was able to do my solo nightmare just before, like, this happened. And so it was like, huh, I kind of bite the bullet, but at least I can now just 
grind the rest of the beta, get all the cards without having to waste it on the finale where either the AI is going to screw me over and not protect me while I'm loading the shells and such. But um, that was one of the biggest bugs. Um, I had a bug where my guns kept disappearing, and so ADS was kind of bullshit. Other than yeah, it happened to me as well, where resources would disappear right in front of me. Like, literally go into yeah. the ground and disappear. Yeah. We also had the bug where um, we thought somebody had a health kit and they didn't. That was uh, unfortunate and saddening. Um, one last bug that I can remember noting is that um, I think I killed a bruiser and another one spawned right on top of it. After I killed it, it was very obscure, but it only happened like once when I was playing. Yeah, I don't, think there, was, I don't think there was as many, I didn't come across as many as I was expecting. There was definitely some graphical issues here and there, a few other bits and pieces, but it wasn't like, it wasn't too bad compared to, yeah. say, some other notable games that have been managed to find full releases and be unplayable. I won't name any <laughs> names, they know who they are. Just do not yeah. get this game on uh, PS4 or any anything like that because, ooh, that that performance was awful. Like uh, the difference, the difference between like console and PC was is stark. Yeah. Than I realized. Yeah, that's exactly why I got on. I want to get on PC. Yeah. You know, if my Game Pass holds up by yeah. then, I will get on PC. Yeah. yeah um, it was... Sorry. Oh no, you're fine. I was just gonna say I uh, I played the beta on the PS5. Yeah, I, I, me, I had personal issues with the whole fact that I was shooting someone in the ass and the blood splatter was like not even hitting the ground. So. Um, wait, what? <laughs> what? Wait, no, wait, I can take out of context. I'm what, sorry. What did I do wrong? Oh, We're not talking about hemorrhoids here, Whip it! Whip it! God oh, damn, Jesus I hate you guys. Jesus that's, Christ. That's a, that's a Twitter, that's a Twitter post hey. right there for you, Ren. Yeah, that's okay. a Twitter post Harry for you. Christmas. There's one, one for me. <laughs> yeah. Um... What were we talking about again? I completely forgot about that. Um, <laughs> Something about hemorrhoids. I don't know. <laughs> no, that. Like, the actual topic on hand. Um, oh, the console version. Performance, correct. Um, Xbox was actually decent. Like, we didn't have terrible drops. And I'm playing on, like, a fucking base factory one. And it's, like, over eight years old. I've had this thing for, like, almost a good third of my life now. And it's held up really well. And playing the game, Somehow, like, I, I think... That. <laughs> I'm uh, like honestly the lowest frame drop I had was like during when there was just a bunch of fire and it only went down to like probably like like 25 22 FPS and then it, after a little bit went back to 30 and was stayed 30 for the most part it was actually not bad performance for having a Xbox One base factory build I mean I, I so, do wish I had stress tested the PC version a lot more than I obviously did um, but I imagine there's plenty of people who did stress test it, plenty. So it's like, fine. as someone with a 1050 though, the game ran like very little frame drop, probably like literally two frames. It'd be quite frank. Yeah, like I say from from a technical standpoint, I think this beta has been fantastic. But from other standpoints, it's a bit dicey. But I don't think anyone can say that from a mechanical technical standpoint that this game is not good. Because I think it's fantastic. It looks good. 
whether you say it feels good is a bit of down preference there's some design choices fine but it runs buttery smooth um and again the cross play for a beta is fantastic like i mean it, i didn't actually think there was going to be cross play for the beta i thought they were going to save that for the full release but like nope we're going to trial it in the beta and i was no. like this is probably not a good idea yes. and it was insane. <laughs> It's it's almost as like the same notion as like Japanese fighting game developers actually putting rollback netcode into their fighting games at this point. Oh. It's like, oh, crossplay, huh? That's something we should dive into, even though we don't do it much because we are idiots. Oh, but when that... we do it, we get a lot of fucking players. Uh, no kidding. That's a whole nother discussion entirely, though. I'm just saying, like, the, the whole idea of like, of Crossplay and rollback netcode is like kind of similar, like situations where they just don't do it much because of of uh, uh, holder companies and um, producers saying like, nah, we don't want this, and like Sony being stingy as fuck. So here's the thing: I, I I do think that they should consider crossplay because it's the only way to keep the game alive after launch, and that's probably the only reason why it was super good in Back for Blood is because they considered it, tried, and we got to play with each other. Like, once yeah. it's not in, it, it kind of sucks that we can't my, do it. We got to be on the same platform. So, my, yeah. my friend, my friend, could you rephrase that? Oh, what, what? What did I say now? I, I you, you said, you said that you, that you played with ourselves. <laughs> oh. Well, well, I mean that, that's true after Ryle the podcast. Over there. That, that's true after the podcast. It's like after dark, so don't worry about it. Oh. Syndicate. Well, look, the zombies got a jack off hand for a reason. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. Okay. On to some much more technical conversation. What do they have to jack off? Maggots out of fucking holes. Okay. Now we can really move on. Okay. So, um, well, yes, we, so we've got this from from what we want to see to so much more you know, technical conversation <laughs> about stuff related to the subject at hand. Ah, shit. Um. So uh, we talked about it plenty. Um, and it's something that we need to dive into a bit more, and that is the card system for the game. This is yes. a sort of pseudo experience slash um, development slash kind of class development system that's been brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically the biggest change I would reckon between uh, Left 4 Dead and this. Um, and it is a barrier of entry that anyone who wants to play this game for any length of time is going to have to delve into. We've already suggested that probably this game is probably better for having this additional um, sort of mechanics involved. But what do people think about the card system? Is it is it too much? Is it maybe too complicated? Did you understand it? Did you delve into it? It's it was interesting. It was interesting. I did like the concept of it. And I mean, it's not just you know the players put down a card and you know there's a. Uh, you know, a modifier. I mean, mm-hmm. the cards that the players get is you know positive. So like, you could have a fast reload and everything like that. But then the game could say, uh, "Oh, guess, oh, guess what, bitch? You're gonna do that. All right, we're gonna give our creatures like double the armor, 
stuff like that. Like the game, it goes, oh, you want a positive? Okay, we give you a negative. And I like how it's just not just positives. It's just also negatives. And also the fact, like I mentioned at the start of this, that you get an option of whether or not you want to have want to play cards or if you just want to have the classic system. It, it but as far as the cards, I like it. It's sorry. interesting. I oh, know yeah. you're fine. I, I, yeah, sorry. I, I think it definitely gives a feel of like an arms race of you against the region. It's, it's kind of my impression, obviously, because like you know, obviously you're beefing yourself up. But I think that was one of the issues that Left 4 Dead always had was that as you get yourself better equipment, better weaponry, how's the game kind of compensate um, to kind of make up for that? You know, once you start getting like laser AKs and bio bombs, it's like <laughs> you know the camera is kind of half over. So I think this is the response to try and find a way to um, to counterbalance yeah. the game's the improvement of the team, its progression with better equipment. Um, I think that's kind of one of the things it's trying to counteract. Yeah, um, I actually when uh when I was like experimenting, I was playing, I was starting to play a lot more veteran to see how many cards or what different cards they had, and it was very limited because I think it was, it was the beta. But I was like thinking like since they give us all these like especially when you get into like the quote unquote act like the fourth the like the second to last bit of the game, you get like you draw like four bad cards and like one challenge card. And it kind of gets kind of ridiculous. And I was like, well, this starts starts getting a little bit more unfair. And it starts, like, the balancing starts to sway into the enemy side, which is fine as long as it's not too much. But then it starts getting too much when you get, on, like, and sometimes in veteran, like, you get mist, ferocious, and monstrous ridden. Uh, I was like, yeah. And I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, a good way to balance it, to make it fun, why don't you have where you can get, like, one or two, like, good draws, like, you get good cards, like, oh, there's more copper in the game, like, you get ready to be, like, a bounty hunter, Ridden will give you, like, killing a special Ridden will give you, like, an extra 20 copper, or something like that. Or, oh, there's more med kits, or there's more medical supplies, or there's more weapons that spawn. Like, stuff like that would actually make variety even better, is having good cards. You just don't get as many as bad cards. Like, you get one, maybe two in a level. I think that would be a really good, like, way to spice up having good and bad balance. That's how I feel, honestly. I think it would lead to more, you get... Like it does, it makes it more RNG. But we've already played the beta, and it's like RNG hell is a good part of it. Yeah, I honestly, with the cards, it would have been better implemented if the difficulties weren't so inconsistent. Yeah, exactly. If 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 the if the difficulties actually were better implemented, and then the cards would have matched at least at least decently because some of the cards that we've seen that's probably just like the tip of the iceberg for the final game maybe they just wanted to show us the cards that they were thinking like hmm, maybe we should maybe do you think maybe we should keep this the same do you think maybe we should nerf this card should we buff this card etc because sometimes that's what that's what companies do in a beta. They just give out like a small fraction of what the final game gets because they're they don't know should we actually just keep this the same? Should we just 
lower what it does? Should we give it more rewards, etc.? So that way they mm-hmm. they know for you know testing because during this entire thing, they're they're conducting their own tests. They're gathering the results because mm-hmm. everything that we use, all the cards and the weapons, it ends up getting fed into their system so they're like okay we noticed that people are starting to people using this and this let's take a look at how much damage it it did it did to the zombies they're like okay we can understand why people were using this let's let's just nerf it just a little bit i guess and then they fix it yeah i guess folks i guess folks don't care about it because they either just want to shoot things with no interruption or they don't want to read it from what i noticed uh for me personally it's fine i, I didn't have much of an issue with the car system yeah, like yeah, I-, I got what was going on I-, I picked up the cars i wanted i traded out my deck if i wanted more damage i do this or if i wanted more healing i do this or more stamina it's very relatively simple to understand it's not like a high complex rpg where you need certain bills in order to go into a battle and if you don't know what you're doing you're gonna get squashed it's not like that at all you definitely do need some knowledge going into it but you can basically marry this with your character and your build and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's very good like it's very simple to understand uh so i can see both sides really i can see the side where it's like i don't want to really read i want to shoot and if you feel like that there's classic mode but if you do like that attention to what's going on with your cars, then it's very simple to get into. Especially if you yeah. already like modifiers in games. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. like for example, like um, people that play games like, uh, like Destiny or Destiny 2. You know, when you play Nightfall, the higher you go, you know, the more modifiers that you have. If people like modifiers like that, then they're obviously they're they are going to like the the car system because it's going to give them more of a challenge but also for people that like um that like left for dead one and two this this gives them a little bit of even more of a challenge there's options yeah there's options and options are Mm -hmm. really good i would not take that away from the game no, that's yeah. Options are should be a huge part of all games like Back for Blood. Yeah, exactly. exactly. The more options that you have, the better results that you get. And there's a reason why I freaking ha- I, I main Holly as a melee build because it's so fun playing as Holly with the melee build. You become a living <laughs> god, especially on uh, easy. Even on veteran, uh, when you get certain perks and stuff, and it just all works right, and you get the right amount of weapons, you just can just go through hordes without taking much damage, and you have your squad mates to keep you covered. You just crouch down and just keep swinging. It just becomes a fucking joy fest. This, this is why I, I, I've compared this game more to like a game like Vermintide. Like Vermintide, yes. And Left Dead. Because I think I think there's more in common, you know, with, with the way the classes work and like you know, the, the modifiers and that sort of thing. It feels much more like that to me. Like I put mm-hmm. in I think about a hundred odd hours or so into like Vermi Two. And I enjoyed my time with Vermi Two overall. Um but yeah. I definitely have much more of a vibe of that. Cool things I will throw out, um, just for for the facts and such. Uh, they did actually change how the card system works from the alpha to the beta. Uh, it, from the yes. alpha, they what they did was you had like your fifteen cards that you picked, 
Um, the first one was yours, regardless, which they've not changed, which I think is a nice idea. It gives you, like, it's a card to build around, which I like the idea. Yeah. Of, you, know, you can, that sort of thing. What they originally did was you just drawed three random cards from the from the deck, complete random, and you picked one. And then you chose that, and then you picked uh, three more random cards, you know, reshuffled everything like that, and you picked one. Uh, what they decided to do for the base was they changed it up. So now your deck gets drawn out in the order that you select it, which I don't think everyone realized at first. I immediately didn't. I didn't spot it straight you away. But you, you, your deck gets it's drawn out games. as you set it up. So you can kind of... So there's a lot of opportunity to kind of methodically kind of construct your deck as you go. So you get the stuff you want sooner. Um, and then have the less important stuff later on. Try and segment when stuff kind of gets drawn in. Some flexibility there. I don't know if that's a better system. Maybe just having a more randomness maybe contributes a bit more to the, the chaos of the game. I don't know. I mean, I think your mileage is gonna is gonna vary on that. Yeah. There there is one concern that there's there is a bit of a there's a bit of a beast in the trees that I worry about with the cards. And I am concerned it's gonna be a significant barrier of entry for people. Um, because not everyone wants to sit down and have to learn how this system works in order to play this game for any particular time. People just want some people just want to sit down and just kill shit. You know, it's why Killing Floor, for example, has done pretty well for itself. I believe it's still receiving updates and such. It was the last time I yeah, checked. two are still getting updates. Yeah, which is incredible. When did that game come out? Like, uh, like twenty sixteen. Yeah, say twenty sixteen. Yeah, so it's five years and still going with, with new content. I mean, that's an incredible achievement. And the beauty of it is because you just sit down and you just you just kill shit. That's the whole idea of it. Um, my concern is that... Start the damn music. Yeah, my, my, my worry with Bat for Blood is that it's not a case of, you know, do you pick this card or that card? There is clearly a hierarchy of cards, and it's a case of better cards come later on down the line. The yeah. problem you have with that is you're then creating a barrier of entry for people who want to take on the hard difficulties. Um, like when I first sat down the beta and I played veteran, it was kind of brutal um, <laughs> because your deck just isn't good enough to compete at that level. No. After 25, 30 hours and I've got like all these various cards and I can sort of build decks around bits and pieces significantly easier now i accept there's also going to be a degree of familiarity with the game screw factoring in and that does you know that should not be ignored but like you're basically forcing people to start the game on like the easy difficulty like i was telling people you can't really start this game on veteran immediately because it's just too difficult because your deck you've given at the very start is just not good enough you have to get these stronger cards to be able to to compete at a high difficulty and I just don't think that works for Bat for Blood. Like, I, you know, people say about the charm of Left 4 Dead, the charm of Left 4 Dead is you just sat down and played it on whatever you wanted, and it was a, less a question of how many hours have you put into the game, you know, and how methodical you are. It's, it's a question of kind of how good are you and your friends that you brought along. Now it's, it's not so much about that. There's a skill level, sure, but, like, to play Veteran... And potentially nightmare you're basically telling so if someone wants to play nightmare they've got to put in 50 hours into the game before you can take on nightmare of any reasonable chance and how is that a good selling point like you, you can't sell a game on that can you it, it, it gets very like tacked on in that sort of scenario where it kind of 
it's like uh what's the word um like dis- it's like, a like dis- yeah it's like a almost system it's you know again i think of vermi 2 for example you know if you want to take on hard difficulties you have to get like some of the best equipment you can and to do that takes hours and hours and hours of playing through campaigns and getting loot boxes and doing them until you get something that you really want and then you can advance like is this the route bat for blood really needs to go down like it just i i don't think it works and i'm a, i'm a little worried that you know two weeks down the line four weeks down the line that this has become an issue that's going to become more apparent and if it does what's the solution you just suddenly make stuff you just unlock all the cards if you do that what was the point of playing in the first place like you're you're artificially living the playground when you've designed a game to not be like that and it's evident as well with verses because you play a game in verses and you've got all like 160 odd cards at your discretion and disposal immediately so it's obvious that for the campaign, again, they're going for this progression system. But then if people like myself mm-hmm. want to take on the game the hard difficulty, I'm staring down playing for 30, 40 hours before I can conceivably do it and think I have a realistic chance of beating it. That's I, I, I'm worried about that. I think that's that's a that's a concern. I don't know if it's just me. I don't know about any of you guys, but to me, that, um, I'm worried about that. I mean, I can see your point, but honestly, like how things stand like veteran even though it is a big jump from easy but when you do get like that certain point where you get comfortable with veteran it becomes a nice decent challenge but it's sort of like how you you play on advance in left for dead one and two it's like oh this is like advanced but then when you jump to nightmare it's like this ain't expert this is like beyond expert type of difficulty and i can understand how you would feel about the car system and i understand that the problem with that, with Left 4 Dead, though, is there wasn't any system. It was just yeah. a case of how good are you in your experience of the game. Yes. This, this is a different. This is a system that's. it doesn't matter. You could be the best player ever, but if you haven't put in 30 hours to get some of these best cards that you need for Nightmare, you've got no chance of it. And that's yes. just, I, I just don't like that as a model. I, I just don't like it at all, and it just... I mean, only you could argue at 30, 40 hours down the line, you're either going to be playing the game or you're not. But you want to be trying to encourage people. This game is built on replayability. The entire series has always been played on replayability. So is your replayability now just a grind, a grind off? I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried about that. And for a lot, no matter how many hours and how good your team is, Nightmare is impossible. I'm just saying that. Yeah. They'll they'll change. Like in the sure. current state of it, Nightmare needs to be toned down by like at least like thirty five percent to be even com- competent. Everyone knows this though. I think, yeah. I think it's, it's everyone knows this. But I, I like the idea of the card system. I think it works into this kind of progression that you're trying to build into the game, but it is becoming a barrier. And yeah. people, there are going to be some people who will see this game, want to shoot some zombies, and they'll see this card system and think, "What the hell is this?" And it's just a yeah. turn off. And, and I think it it's, took... it's, it's maybe it's one gimmick too far is my concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it took me about, like I said, 85 to 90 hours to, to 100% get all the cards. And that's because I mostly had to play out solo easy because every time I play veteran, the randoms were just not doing it and I would be stuck with bots. And I, I can get past much on veteran with bots. So I had to play on solo easy and that was a slog fest. But when you play... Um, and veteran, it's just completely almost doubles your intake in the same amount of time. So, 
if you want to average it, it takes about like 65, 60 hours to get everything in the beta, at least the beta. Probably double in the full release. Minimum, I would reckon. Minimum, yes. Anyone else any thoughts on the cast system before we move on? I don't, I, I don't um, think. I have like one of my biggest negatives, and that's just mostly probably a nitpick, but there's like certain cards that are like really good stat wise, but they take away a, a key feature in gameplay where one of them is, oh, you do 75% more melee damage and your melee is, has bigger AOE. However, you can't run because apparently this card makes you drunk. I'm like, okay, that's fine with me because I don't, I need to conserve stamina anyways for melee. But then there's other cards where like, oh yeah, you're gonna swing and you're gonna attack faster with melee and you're gonna lose less stamina. Great. However, you can't aim down sights or guns anymore because apparently you're a mess head and you can't aim. I'm like, okay. I'm okay with this because I'm a melee build, but for, there's other cards that have this where you, oh, it increases your speed, but or you get no penalties for this, but you can't sprint. I'm like, okay, then what's the point of the card if you can't sprint anymore? Type of deal. So there's just some things that like that works for builds that kind of remove key features that kind of make certain gameplay choices like off. But that's just my nitpick of the card system. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I don't mind sacrificing my sprint and ADS for my melee build because it works out in the end because I'm able to almost one-shot almost every special uh, creature there is in the game because melee builds are pretty strong and they're good in teams. I mean, if it's a melee build, then that makes ADS kind of redundant. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I like I like the idea of like you have a card that gives you a small boost or something, or you can have a card which gives you a big boost to the same thing, but starts penalizing you everywhere. I think that's actually in like innately I very good balance. It's, it's a very good balance choice, and you have to balance it elsewhere. You're, and then mm -hmm. it kind of like directs your card system a little bit that way. You know, mm -hmm. if you're if you're using like you know like high caliber rounds, for example, to do more weapon damage, it's it's negating, it's impacting your stamina. So you then need to start packing cars to improve that to count that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's causing the thing. And with like having don't don't need to aim DS, I'm like, yeah, I like to have a certain weapon, but now I need to use a rifle that's like precision based, even at hip fire. So I'm I get kind of limited on my guns. Or if I had like a there's a card that though that gives you me so that you have two primaries, but you just have reduced weapon spot swap speed. I'm like, that's actually not bad. Because I, if they I, have two primaries, that. I would have loved to have that card. So. Yeah, it, actually, what, for when you last played, you, I think you need to unlock like one more row of every uh, card tree, and it'll be the next one. You're you were very close to it. I'm sure I was, but never got. Yeah, it was it was a really nice card, like, especially for Walker. That's insanely good for Walker. You can have both a freaking super good shotgun with your shotgun build, and then have the assault rifle build as well on top of that. It would be super good for you as a walker player like that yeah oh yeah definitely. Like, yeah like and with how the ammo system works like you would have two guns that are different ammo types and so you'd be kind of decently well off and they're pretty good weapons because they're primaries yeah definitely right okay then so something that i'm curious about a bit more because i didn't get much of a chance to delve into it myself um is with the beta we had two different modes uh we've talked quite a lot about the campaign mode. There might have been bits we missed yes. out on it. But I am very curious to hear thoughts about the versus mode for this beta, which I admittedly <laughs> never actually delved into. 
Um, in my I neither. Didn't either. I'm going by me neither. It's I'm the only one. So, I'm the well, only Ren, one. bequeath us with your knowledge. Okay. Yeah, Okay, so bequeath. <laughs> I noticed that. Uh, so I play versus mode for like an hour or two on stream, and essentially what happens is in mid match you have to either select between survivors or the enemies that's there, like the zombies. Uh, what happens is you need to either be the enemy zombies and attack the team players and wipe them out as quickly as possible as the survivors you are tasked with surviving essentially and you have to last as long as you can before you die before the entire team is killed honestly as far as what i think on versus mode i thought it was fine for what it was it was quick fun and enjoyable the rules are simple uh, you can also upgrade your monsters and your characters as well with gold in the area Depending on how well you do in a match uh, So if you want to have a crusher enemy for example uh, Run up and grab someone with an extended duration and they take more damage You can buy that if you keep doing well in matches and I think once two or three matches are done then it's the end of the round and you basically either won or lost and i thought it was like fun for what it was i can see people not caring about this mode because obviously if you're a left for dead junkie you're gonna want to jump into campaign really quickly uh no hassle however at the same time i think if you're like itching to play something competitive and you really enjoy that sort of quick competitive gameplay you're gonna love versus for what it is uh, the only other thing I think I need to mention is that they pull a Fortnite Warzone mechanic where if you're playing with the humans, you can indeed be sucked into some sort of circle and take damage from it. It's called the swarm. And if you're standing in it for way too long, you're going to take damage. That kind of sucks for healing teammates because you can't just run over there. You're going to die. Uh, so that's one thing to take yeah. into account. Strikes me as like some kind of like anti-camping sort of mechanic. Yeah. yeah, something like that. It keeps you on the move. You just can't stay in one area. It kind of makes it a little bit more, I would say, fair for the monsters if they're seeking you out. Because one thing I noticed is that they cannot run. Some of them can't run. Like the crushers, you have to... Mm. Well, no, no, no. You can run, but there is a cooldown meter and their stamina. So you got to kind of deal with that. Yeah, and I've uh, I've heard that the uh, monsters are like super OP. Like the exploder is like super tanky and almost one shots an entire group of humans. Oh yeah, like if you're uncoordinated as a survivor, you will die because there are monsters that can completely wipe you out no problem. I I, I seen it too. Like I seen a match in in like twenty seconds because everybody huddled up. Two exploders came over and that was it. <laughs> yeah. That's the like, most funniest it, shit ever, dude. <laughs> like, I've heard that the monsters are just, like, way too, like, strong in some areas. Like, I've seen people, like, one-shot or, like, just completely barrage people as, like, a, a, a spitter creature you or get, horkers. You gotta divide and conquer as the creatures, or if someone's dumb, you can just divide and divide. <laughs> There's no other yeah. way to describe and it. divide and divide some more yeah. until they're in little, little bitty pieces across the ground. Yeah. As for the survivors, you gotta run around. You gotta definitely be mobile, active. You gotta know which weapons you're picking up that can deal with certain things, mm -hmm. because if you're not, like, trying to split up and also be 
a little bit relatively close, then someone's gonna get down, then the entire team's gonna get fucked. I definitely yeah. I was speaking with various bits and people and looking around. Um, some of the most diverse opinions on this game seem to revolve around versus. Like, I know some people who very much enjoyed what they saw, and they're looking forward to, to the future release, and I know some people who detested what they came across, uh, thought it was horrendously unbalanced, it was inconsistent, uh, commenting that, yeah, some of the specials are just way too strong for what they should be in the hands of the human players. Um... I think being that this is, I again, this is another thing. I didn't actually expect this to be on the beta at all. I was expecting just campaign, uh, two full acts, and, you know, three difficulties or whatever else, and that's it. I, I didn't expect the crossplay, and I did not expect them to bring out verses as well. But um, yeah. I, I um, can see some very diverse opinions I've yeah. across. I can see someone feeling like that from initial impressions, especially when going against the creatures. You just gotta try to get into it and try to have a few matches and see what you can get because honestly, it's all based on the intelligence of the players. If you're going to fight because you know that's PvP, that's PvP law. If you go against players that aren't smart, that don't know what they're doing, you're going to win easily. If you go against players that know the maps and the routines and how to get certain items and how to get certain, uh, what is it power-ups for the zombie enemies then of course is going to be an uphill battle at times I, and i do like that it's like you don't know who's going to win until the round is finally over with that timer that sounds like resistance loki <laughs> it, it does but... a little bit yeah so it's no longer like a scoring system like it was for left for dead where that you got points accrued per how far survival got into a game it's just simply you won the round or you lost the round you it's simply like this you need to either survive as long as possible or you need to wipe out the enemy team as fast as possible between the humans and the creatures well you switch off whoever whoever has like more time over the other one or whoever has like less time that's going to be the winner in the match that's going to give you the round point depending on how long you survived uh and then it switches over to the enemy players so then they have to do the same thing in reverse. They either have to survive as long as you, or they have to kill the enemy team faster than you as the creatures. And if they do, they get the point. If they don't, then obviously it goes to the other team. Yes, yes. that's how it works. It's an interesting idea. Um, it is all time-based fighting, it's, essentially. It's, like, it's more of like a kind of like a can't, like a can't be compact mode almost. Yeah. Now the thing, the thing that makes me interested about this, which I need to be delving into, so you so the progression of how teams uh, equipment and the zombies carries over from chapter to chapter. Okay, so from what I see, you cannot fully upgrade your guy unless you're like doing a lot of objectives or challenges or you're downing everyone. From what I saw, I managed to get it's like three levels each. So, so if you play like evolve, right? there are levels except it's not a microtransaction it's like in-game currency depending on how well you did you can upgrade your guy from there so better defense or more damage that you do for offense it's stuff like that or you can evolve like how long you reach out to someone and improve your grab uh that could be something that's like done in three levels you can't get them all in one go though you have to really 
uh do well in each match yeah prioritize and see what's better for your line of defense or attack and they can't kill you quickly uh so the one thing i do is i upgrade my defense first and then i upgrade a little bit of offense so i can do more attack damage so here's, here's the question then. Um, so you'll need to give your, your best opinion on this. Mm -hmm. So if, say, it's free, over three chats or whatever the hell else, um, say the first chapter happens and one team just completely stomps the opposition, like just annihilates them um, for whatever reason. You know, they, they got through the whole chapter and survived however long and they came around and just got decimated. So they've completely won the round. Because the way the progression is and that you get like this this currency to upgrade your team, is it like could one big early chapter like basically render the campaign a bit of pointless because then the the first team's got such a leg up in terms of like techs and that sort of thing that the other team's like even further behind than if they just started flat in the second chapter? You you can't like gonna be natural in games like PvP anyway. Like yeah. the better you are, you most likely will stump opposition and the other team back there, so you know. Fight is gonna be natural. You, oh, sorry, you, you can't come back though. It it is possible because you can stomp the other team, but it doesn't mean that they're gonna be good survivors or good zombies for the next round. And if they aren't, that means you can capitalize because everything that's in the game between the human enemies and the creatures they play differently uh so some people might adjust faster than others some might not and therefore that means you might have a chance you might not hmm. from what i don't like i don't like that if someone leaves there is no host migration that means that if you're left on your own you're fucked you're not getting that person back you're stuck with like maybe two or one rando and that's it and i don't like that at all i feel like they should have cross migration have someone drop in if a match is in progress right now if someone leaves you're on your own i mean i would imagine that that's so i can't see that not changing between now and oof, that's gonna imagine. that's gonna be oof because you're gonna have people who rage quit i've seen it so many times and if usually concern, yeah. yeah if people are rage quitting and i'm the only one there fighting like four people i'm gonna be like well screw this i'm, I'm not beating them so i'm gonna quit yeah that, that that's my concern because again going back to say to left dead for example left dead versus it was a worry like it didn't it varied a bit it happened a lot but obviously the worry is that you go through even like in a five chapter campaign where like the first chapter's point is maybe like a sixth, maybe a seventh of what's available in total, maybe not even that much. And one team like goes through, gets like the full 500 points, and then the other team gets like maybe 70 and just has a rough chapter. And then they all leave because they think, well, we've got no chance, you know? And my concern is that if there's a progression on both sides, being how well you do, could that possibly like um, exacerbate that issue? I mean, it's, I know it's a bit more just kind of how things are nowadays, but, you know, that, that is a concern. Like, you don't want people thinking, well, if I have a bad chapter, that this run's just dead. I might as well leave and start another one, get a good start, and then hope that they don't rage quit, because that's not exactly a good, um, that's not a good environment. Yeah. But I, I mean, hopefully that wouldn't be the case, but I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. shut, up, shut up, Brendan. Uh, anyway, <laughs> like, I, I think that personally it has the potential to be just a flash in the pan mode, nothing to really take seriously. 
it is fun when it is it's not perfect and that cross migration thing kind of really hurts it but yeah. if you get into it give it a chance and try it out it is definitely fun i would say probably as usual as they always say even more fun with friends and yeah. and it's worth playing like it wasn't the worst thing in the world i've played a lot more terrible versus modes where everything is stacked against you if you know what you're doing you can easily wipe teams out even with the zombies all right well that's something we might have to do in the future then shadow yeah i mean i went i was tempted to give it a spin the beta but my worry is i didn't really think it was going to be particularly representative of how it would look in the full game so i was like do i really want to base my opinions of verses upon this thing in a beta that i didn't even expect to be in it seemed a little unfair to me so sure. that was why yeah. I focused on my playing on campaign, it's just basically. an extension really that, that's all it is but you liked what you saw yeah absolutely Sounds good. All right, then. All right. So let's uh, move on then. Yeah, move on then. So uh, we talked about a little bit, bit bits and pieces here and there. Um, but the various monsters we talked about, you know, so there's there's all sorts of different classes, you know, kind of, again, very reminiscent to Left 4 Dead. You know, your your hunters and now you've got your, your, your hawkers and your your lurkers and whatever the heck else. You know, you've got your your bruisers that's, you know, your kind of the front line. You know, you've got your um, your exploders like boomers sort of mm -hmm. thing. Um, what do you make of them? Do you think they stand out at all compared to, uh, to the original Left 4 Dead? Do they have their own identity? Or? Not not vastly different outside of what I've seen for Left 4 Dead, honestly. Like, most of these basic enemy types, like the spitter enemies and the ones that jump around, you've probably seen it in Left 4 Dead one way or the other. Yeah. Well, there's a fight though. Some of the enemies are fucking annoying. Like the ones that you can escape <laughs> yes. from. Or I don't I don't like the ones those are the ones that are very where they're really annoying because I don't like the ones in the walls that jump out or the fucking <laughs> the sleepers the sleepers that will fuck your day. It's it's very hard. Stationary hunters. Yes, you know the one of the good qualities and the most frustrating qualities about these monsters is that they literally are based around team synergy. If you're, if you're wrapped up Dante, you can skip from it on your own, so you gotta get a team to come and help you. But that's assuming if you could get that teammate to come and help you, because if not, you're on your own and you only get destroyed. Yeah. Um, so like, monsters rely too heavily on team synergy, which could be good or bad thing, depending on your asshole, but... Um, yeah, no. Not for me. Like, my personal gripes with the enemy types is that, um... This, this is mostly a nitpick, but, like, most of the enemy types that I've seen and from the trailer, a lot of them are like really bulky creatures, which isn't like a bad thing, but it's just a nitpick on my bit. I was like, with like Left 4 Dead, a lot of the enemy types all, all had like personality, like the boomer is this, this big fat guy who just pukes on everybody, kind of like a stereotype, but it kind of makes sense in how the uh, infection takes place. It's very 2008. Yes. And like in like Left 4 Dead 2, you had the spitter, which was this really long neck creepy looking saggy Ted McGee creature and it was a really cool design then you have the hunters which is this hooded figures who you don't really know much of their bags or other than that they wear this hood so who knows what they are they had a little bit more personality or i should say like lady had a personality than what the um uh variants in back for blood are 
in Left 4 Dead, you can tell, like, oh, this guy was, like, a farmer, charger. It makes sense. Or this guy seems like he might have been, like, a drug dealer or just some kid on the street because he's wearing this hood. You don't know. Wow. They had a little bit... <laughs> I'm just saying. This is also very 2008, 2010. I... And did I hear that terminology right about <laughs> saggy Tiss McGee, like... What? <laughs> there are some generalizations being made here. It must be yes. <laughs> very, uh, very, very generalized. But um, that's like the only gripe I have with the with the specials in uh, Back for Blood. Otherwise, I think a lot of them are pretty cool. Like, there's one that like pukes acid on you. Very annoying, but also very effective at what it does. Um, a lot of the spitter types are very annoying, but that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be like little annoying creatures that are supposed to get your attention off of like common infected and etc. And in the full release, I, I heard that there's supposed to be another variant of each type, and then there's like two more enemy types that we haven't got to yet. Especially uh, one of them, including the Hag, which is supposed to be the uh, witch of the game, which is very exciting because I want to see how well they implement the Hag if the Hag has a variant or not. I would very much like to see what that's going to entail. I, I like the idea that you have like kind of a base sort of enemy type, you know, like the big hulking dude, and you've got variants mm -hmm. of it, you know, the bruiser, which charges and like kind of does a lot of collateral damage. You've got the crusher, who's more of a pinning sort of type. I like that idea um, that you typically only really see that particular type of enemy for that, uh, for that map, unless you're doing like a finale, in which case it's like have everything. everything. Very yeah. Um, there is one spot about them, however, and I use that word specifically, but I don't know how much I like, and that is the weak spot mechanics for the specials. Um, yeah. does, does this work in, like, the midst of chaos and confusion and mayhem? You know, in the case of, like, with your bruises, that have, you've got to hit, like, a weak spot specifically right on the back that's really difficult to hit to do any kind of meaningful damage. Does this work? Mm -hmm. It like, like, like it said, like it's they have a weak spot on their back, and it's like you most you're supposed to distract the bruiser so somebody can get behind and shoot it. But the thing is, if you shoot the bruiser so many times, it becomes an aggro situation where then he turns towards you. Even if you're shooting from a distance, he's going to turn towards you at some point because of like an aggro progression that he has, which means that the people who are chasing can shoot him back, etc. However, it's still really hard to hit because of how the it's positioned and how he moves. That's why I, when we talked about this before, I was like, well, they should have it to where if you have like uh, high caliber rounds where you have like lots of uh, armor or like penetration as it is, you should be able to shoot through the arm to hit the weak spot at reduced damage, but you'll still hit the weak spot. I feel like that would have been a really neat little mechanic that they had that fits with the with uh, penetration. But that's just how I would see a good way to keep it as it is. Just add in penetration can hit the weak spot, but that's how I see it. Anyone else? No, I think uh, you guys covered it. All right. Do you, that's if, good. I suppose as a, as a quick aside, like what different types of specials would you perhaps like to see in the memories? Because again, there are more coming mm. that we don't know about. So, what would you like to see? Uh, yeah, one uh, word, one. Um, Fuck no, we I had mean, enough of that in our six. <laughs> I mean, we we have the screamer, which is a which is a, a card based creature that doesn't spawn unless it's a card. 
which is I kind of like that, but I also like feel like, eh, like if there was more of it, I wouldn't be particularly mad at it. But they're also very annoying unless you have a melee build to deal with it, or you just everybody shoots it in the fucking face. That works too. But um, otherwise, if there was any other enemy types I would like to see other than the ones that are revealed in the trailer, um. I would like to, like, uh, one that would be annoying but pretty cool would be one that kind of buffs uh, other zombies. Something that, like, buffs them and, like, oh, you have to kill it fast, otherwise these common effects are get faster or stronger. Yes, it's annoying, but it adds more variety, in my opinion, and it would be, like, it, re- it replaces the crusher, but it just means common effects are more dangerous, so you have to be on your toes more type of deal. I feel like that's something they, that would be a decent addition to the game. Yeah, so suddenly, suddenly, um, suddenly, I'm getting flashbacks to uh, Arkham Origins TN1 Bane. Oh God! I have you, you have to so defeat him. Where you have to defeat Bane within a certain amount of time after he injects himself with the TN1 formula, or it gets harder to where he doesn't feel anything that you throw at him. And he gets very aggressive. Uh, if you let him do that, then you must be really bored because that fight is easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose. Well, this answer is kind of like bland, but I do want the notion of more sub bosses because it kind of reminds me a little bit of Killing Floor Two when they introduced that hulking sub boss and you gotta like defeat him the ogre ah yeah yes, yes. yeah i kind of want more of that dynamic nature yeah. in matches to be honest yeah we haven't talked about the ogre at all actually which is yeah. like the, the, the new brand new tank which is like pretty much enormous mm. and looks impressive but i i don't know i'm i don't i don't think the ogre really works like i think one of the beauties of the tank is the fact that it could be sudden, out of nowhere, and while it was mm-hmm. obviously initially dangerous, but it posed an enormous threat to the team. The ogres, like because they're so big, you kind of like there's only certain spots they spawn. You know you where literally... they're going to spawn, and you know like how to deal with it. You just you just hide in a narrow corridor and you I... just plug away at them. Yeah, just hide in a doorway or something. Shoot, you're, you're good. That's the standard. I think yeah, maybe I, I, like the best thing is like smaller enemies too that can actually go through doorways because I feel like I'm being pursued. Uh, they clearly or... they want to go with the ogres because they had them in the alpha and they've brought them again in the beta, but I I don't think it really works. I think it's one of those ones that I like the idea of having this big giant oppressive thing that like you you've got no choice but to cooperate to deal with. But I think it kind of misses the mark and the point because it's so big, it's its own biggest problem. Yeah, it might be the level design too. I think the level design's fine. Like, I mean, like, if you if you had like something that the ogre, for example, like in the farm, for example, in in the act one of chapter four, and you had it like out there and you had to fight it until it died, great. Because then it's that's kind of chaotic, but there's still lots of little bits mm-hmm. and pieces you can hide into, anyways. But I, I, I like again, I like the idea, but I, uh, I don't know. I think it misses the mark for me. I don't, I don't dig the Moga at all. Um, I think the the tank was perfect. You know, it was deeply oppressive. It didn't last too long though, necessarily, unless you died. Um, <laughs> and it was an obvious immediate threat you had to deal with in the midst of everything. But um, no, for me, the Ogre just doesn't work. Yeah. 
is a shame. So we'll see what they yeah. say. All right, then. So uh, one last thing for us to chat about is uh, a bit more about who we've actually been playing uh, over the course. We've, we've had access to five of the, uh, the characters so far, the cleaners. Um, there are meant to be, uh, there's at least three more that we know about. Um, that were kind of teased in the beta, but weren't actually available. And then I'm sure there'll be more probably down the line. Um, so what are folks' thoughts about characters playing as, you know, from Hoffman, uh, Holly... Yeah, cool. They have personality. No, I think they have yeah. more personality than ones from Left 4 Dead. Yeah, like... Mama's best mom. <laughs> yeah, especially when there's more of them and you play with certain team comps, you get a lot more different dialogue options from the characters, which is really neat. Yeah, uh, I played. I played more of uh, Mom and Holly. Yeah, I played a lot of Holly because melee build main here, but um, also for the fact that um, most of the uh, like weapons, like the weapon classes of like the rifles, snipers, etc., almost made it to where. Certain characters were going to do better with certain weapons, which makes sense. Some people are better with melee weapons, some are better with with actual guns, or some of them are better with like like more higher damaging weapons or quicker weapons type of deals. And for me, I like I said, I'm, I was a Holly melee main because for one, uh, melee builds you get the option to where you can actually heal yourself per kill. Which becomes a huge thing, especially on veteran. Like you need it for veteran if you're a melee build. And Holly, her personal ability is whenever she gets a kill, she gets ten stamina points back. And I was like, that's ridiculous because if you make yourself to a certain way in the melee build, you can reduce the amount of stamina used when using your melee. So you basically can can have an um, infinite supply of stamina, no matter what situation you become in. It, it became ridiculously fun, because you're like, oh, I just become this non-stop axe-wielding murderer, no matter where you go. Unfortunately, if you're playing on a veteran, if you don't have certain cards to prevent uh, team damage, you're going to hurt your teammates a lot. You're going to be taking a quarter of the health points per swing if you're using a uh, purple axe. And let me say, I've had it happen. Uh, I've hit some teammates before, and it's not fun for them. But in the... Get at least. Shut up. Um, no, I, I don't think, think I... he ever hit me in the back. Uh, I, I shot some no. people, though. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> I've hit Shadow before, and it was not fun for him, but thankfully it was, like, with a green axe. So it wasn't a blue or a purple, which does, like, an extra 40 damage. But, um... Surprisingly, there's not a lot of tramp... Uh, like, there's not a lot of trauma damage It's there when it's team, but not so much when, it's, when a zombie hits you, which is something to note. But, um... Like I said, the most fundamental was melee because melee builds are able to take on hordes, and you can you also become a. It's like a, it becomes like a two way class where you can take on hordes as a melee build, and you become like the very situational where if you're going against a crusher, a bruiser, or a screamer, you can almost take take them out instantly if you time your strike right right, which is insane. I was able to take down a crusher or a, uh, a, a boozer in two strikes with an axe, and my first strike always, nearly always stuns them because I do so much damage because of my build. It almost becomes like you're a one-man army. And I play that way because it's super fun. 
So here's a bit of a hypothetical scenario I want to pose you guys. So sure. Let's take uh, mum. Mum's a perfect example, actually. So as mm -hmm. her class and her choosing her uh, her passive ability lets everyone else have an additional down on the ground before you just you just die. You know, an extra strike, whatever the hell you want to call it. Now, my possible concern is if you take Nightmare, for example, one of the big problems of Nightmare is the fact that, as it currently stands at least, there are no downs. If you run out nope. of health, you just straight die. <laughs> is it possible that if it's Nightmare stays at that sort of um, that idea and that theory, are you basically forcing certain types of team characters on the high difficulties? Are you, are you accidentally limiting the choice of who because like if no one picks mum how have you got a chance in hell because no one's got any downs how are you ever going to beat so someone has to play it right yeah or somebody just has a defib but that's another story that's no good but like yeah they just they get up is. like 30 40 health and you just get hit again on nightmare because everything hits so hard you're but, dead again is, is that also felt require a second person to help you out anyway but i don't know yeah no i didn't quite hear you sorry I said, um, doesn't a defib require a second person? I mean, it needs someone else to use the defib on the person. Yeah, okay, yeah. so, like, okay. But, but was, my, my the point is, is that, like, if, with these high difficulties, if people are taking so much damage, are you forced to take moms so you've got these downs? Are you forced to take the medics so you can actually heal to some degree? Like, if you're kind of forcing teams to have certain character types in these, like, high difficulty classes like is 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 that gonna happen and if so uh, is that a problem i feel like it will happen because i mean but in games like this though it will happen like you're gonna have your character hierarchy like who is definitely better than another so on top of that though sometimes you are going to be forced to use whatever thing that is like top tier or meta just to get through this um ball busting difficulties like it is gonna happen but it's a good or bad thing though i mean it's a test of time so honestly i can't really say it's good or bad it could also just lead to challenge runs almost where oh there's these meta well what if we don't want to play the meta just try to give it our best shot with characters who are not the best or certain card builds are not great it's up to you but again if you want to if you're trying to complete it yeah it kind of does limit to you having either getting mom or getting a second chance or maybe there's cards in the full release i get uh, actually there was a few cards in uh, that i was able to get at the end of like the beta like the end of the cards where you sacrifice i think it was like like some stamina like 20 percent stamina but you get two extra lives you get two extra downs, which is a, I think would be a huge card for Nightmare. You just you suffer the penalty, but you do get more strikes, which could also be a, a, that was the problem. It is. You have to get there, but it's an option to, if you don't have mob or if you want to have more downs for specifically for a Nightmare. However, then you need somebody or at least two people who can revive somebody faster because in a tight situation, reviving people takes... Uh, the the moment it takes to revive somebody, you're getting hit for like a mega ton of damage, or you get grabbed by a special infected. It just becomes where it becomes where the meta becomes how you want to deal with situations when you want to when you play that difficulty. I think it's it can't be judged at the moment. We have to wait for the full release in all the cards and characters and what they do. That's how I feel about it, at least. Cry, Ren, thoughts. 
Uh, I just enjoy playing with the black guy. That's it. Uh, that's it. Like, uh, I just pick... Like, I just pick a class that caters to me, whether it's something involving, like, a shotgun or something. And it, it really doesn't matter. I just pick, like, the two black characters in the beta, and that was it. Of course you do. I mean, yeah, yeah. Shotguns were very strong in, in the beta for sure. Shotguns were very strong. But, uh, have you guys used the DMRs? The DMR was yes. pretty good. Um, yes. Yeah, I gave them a spin uh, once Rant I saw the card that I felt I could just fight. Like the, the ranch rifle was very, very strong. Ranch uh, rifle was so good, especially if it's a rifle. If you start getting like kind of like you start fighting against like monsters, <clears> the, the trick with like the DMRs and the beauty of them is the fact that they're one shotting a lot of enemies. The problem you have is like if you start doing it's monsters ridden and they're getting like plus 50% health, you start losing that ability to one shot, then suddenly it's it's terrible and it's nowhere near as good. It's a bit like um with Left 4 Dead realism, for example. Um, Left 4 Dead snipers are can be really strong because they just one shot any common pretty much wherever you shoot them. Once you apply realism in them, unless you're headshotting them, you're basically not you're not you're not being able to do that, and suddenly the effective of these weapons go way way down, um, which is a bit of a shame. So it's like the only good thing about them is that they have high penetration, which kind of helps add to that fact. Where yeah, it takes you more than one shot, but hopefully the second shot will kill both of them as well. You know. Yeah, and when yeah, ammo but then, but... is already as limited as it is, and you're having a trade between people like that. Yeah. That's... Thankfully, the ranch rifle is a high damage weapon, and it counts as assault rifle ammo, which is a plentiful resource, especially yeah. for early game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think on the whole, the weapons seemed pretty good. There were some nitpicks I had here and there. Um, what there was one I did note. This is exceptionally nitpicky. I accept this, but I will throw it out with with the shotguns, in that you could like. If you were to like oh, say, no. shoot a pump action, and it, this really bugged me because it was something that left it got wrong. Mm-hmm. You would shoot a shotgun, um, you know, and obviously then pump the chamber to bring in the next shell. And if you go to reload, you put in the next shell and you're pumping the chamber again. Now, first of all, that makes yeah. no sense because you're breaking it. And second of all, this actually has a bit of impact because while I was having a lot of problems with like a lot of these semi auto shotguns, was uh, with Left 4 Dead, like if you were to shoot three or four times and start reloading, if you want to shoot again, you just shoot. But with Back for Blood, you're having to pull the um, you have to kind of pull the chamber once you decide you stop reloading, and there's like about a second's worth of pause, which you need to be like defending yourself. Um, and that was catching me out quite a lot for something that didn't actually make any sense. Again, yeah. exceptionally nitpicky, I accept that, but it was something that I did spot and did annoy me a lot. Like that that stuck out to me a bit. Um but other than that, like the weapons felt pretty good. Again, the rifles I think are, are fairly strong. I'm not a bolt action guy; it's not my thing. Yeah. M- M4 carbine mm-hmm. with the long scope, I think, might be one of the best weapons in the game. It funny is enough, thirdly accurate at distance. So, uh, yeah, funny. <laughs> funny enough, the M4 carbine was the most used weapon in the beta. It was like 61 percent of yeah, players of like main main that weapon. Second place. Second place was, I think, the AK, and the third place was actually the fire axe. Yeah, the the the, the carbine, the carbine is exceptionally strong. Um, it's very multi-purpose. It's it stands mm-hmm. pretty balanced and solid. Um, and yeah, like you can do anything you want with it. Basically, if you want to make it a bit CQC, you can do that. 
if you want to take it into a surrogate sniper and give it a long barrel, you can do that. Mm -hmm. um, very versatile weapon. Um, it's also uh, it's a starter weapon too, which is really nice. Yeah, exactly. That That's the thing that helps. And uh, you generally find quite a lot of them. I, I was a bit ashamed. I didn't really get a chance to deal, try some of the other weapons. Like, I mean, I played like 30 hours. I think I saw maybe a couple of AKs at any point. I was ever wanting to play them, which is a shame. Um, AKs, so good. Yeah. I will also say as well, I think uh, the LMGs to me felt pretty, pretty underpowered. They were. Um, I, I couldn't justify, especially the RPK, for example. And it's it's just absurdly long. Yeah, no. It takes the underpowered is because of how low their ammo capacity is, and like the well, LMG. It's LMG. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has, uh, the gun was pretty uh, lame. I'm not gonna lie. Uh. And like, and they had the cool gimmick where the longer you shoot it, the more accurate it gets. I really like that. However, when it got to like fighting like special infected, you were shooting it. And then you you had to keep the same amount of ammo on your cup, otherwise you're gonna risk taking like a nine to almost ten second reload, which is not ideal in some in a lot of the situations that you go. Unless you have the free time to do it, then go ahead. But then you waste you go through ammo so quick on higher difficulties where you're like, I only have like a clip and a half for my my uh, my my M two four nine. That's all I have. RPK is like it's a little bit more controlled, but it's like. It's slow shooting. It's not as high damaging as it should be, and it takes like six seconds, seven seconds to reload it. Yeah, there was one thing I noted as well, which definitely felt very noted change from Left 4 Dead. Um, the fact that a lot of the magazine size in the game also very small. You know, like the the initial tack shotguns just got free shells. Oh, um, you know, you've got the you know like the P90 or whatever it was. You know, uh, not P90, the, the Vector. One of like Vector. the fastest firing games like ever made ever, and has like nineteen bullets in a clip, and it's just like you're yeah. spending as much time reloading as you are firing, and it's just like I get, I kind of get what you're trying to do here to kind of like direct people's attachments to like increase the magazine size for this, but the problem is the attachments you get are so random, and not only are they random, you're competing basically with your teammates to grab them first at the start of the first yeah. couple of chapters which is just the reality of the situation. It's an arms race, and everyone wants to get their stuff improved more than anyone else's. It, that's just the way it is, so... That's why um, I melee build. Well, yeah, but it's... But, the, yeah, that's, the, that's, that's, that's just the, the fundamentals. If you want to go for a gun build, like, you're going to be competing with people to try and improve your mm. stuff. That's just the way it goes. Um, but... Um, but I think on the whole, like, some of them were very good. Like I said, shotguns, I think on the whole, were very strong. Uh, they did a lot of damage. Uh, if you start, if you got, like, high-caliber rounds to give them extra piercing, you could just decimate hordes. Yeah. Like, funnel and just uh, destroy them. But, yeah, I was I was disappointed with the light machine guns. Um, they should have been more, um, personally. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Uh, I like the idea, ultimately, that like you could kind of upgrade the effectiveness of like a lot of your utility items. I think it's a nice idea. It's expensive, and like it, the person who's playing definitely knows that like they're taking a hit for the sake of the team. But yeah. in, in a group of four people, that's just you know, if you're friends, it's fine. I fear in a public game, people are going to be, and from my experience, people are a lot less likely to pick these team upgrades. Yeah. Because it's more of a focus on, like, uh, on proving yourself and getting yourself yeah. the best weaponry. Even though yeah. paying, like, better healing items is clearly the better decision. 
It's just the way it is. One one thing I found out was that um I started buying upgrades and clearly these people were just playing the open beta for like the first time and they were doing nothing. By the almost end of the campaign, they're like, Oh, maybe we should buy these since this guy's been buying them. Oh, there we go. And like took you took you over half the campaign to finally get one. But at least you got it. But yeah, it it's a with random it just becomes a hassle with team upgrades that are very essential to enjoying the game more and dealing with a lot more uh, harder scenarios. Now, I am being flagged by producer boss man to pass to Mr. Crow here. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, yeah, there was one thing that we failed to mention. It was the sort of fox PvP that you can go into the fort and fight other teammates. And I'm not sure if people fun. I'm not sure if people noticed it, but Cryo, you want to talk about it? Ring. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was so boxing ring, but I think that was I mean, like I knew you could go into it and like punch other people and do that. I, I, yeah. I thought it was just that just the many to get into verses, but I knew it was Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, you could you could get used to the weapons in the game uh over there. It was pretty much like the uh the training area. Oh, yeah, the big firing range, of course. Yeah, yeah the firing range and everything and you could also like shoot each other and we at at the beginning of um Ren's Ren's stream when he first played it we were just in a training area for oh about uh 30 minutes just killing screwing around killing each other me running around yelling out I'm Jason Voorhees with a fire axe <laughs> it's it's so fun because just remember as soon as you step inside of the fort then you are able yeah. to take damage if you are back in the fort then they can't shoot you so that's one thing to notice yeah the fire axe is really fun though it can it kill is. people in one hit and fuck them up so yeah there's a reason why it's a freaking like a bot like a special affected character it's so good it's, it's the best melee weapon like, why not get it? It goes to show as well, I mean, like, the devs, obviously, you know, people understand that like, there are times when people just want to have, like, a bit of chaos amongst themselves. It's a nice, cheap and easy way to do it, isn't it? It's, there's no penalties, you know, there's there's mm. no there's no worries for it, you know, you just go there and just, like, mess about, shoot each other, and, like, don't do this in real life, kids. For the love of God, don't. Not only will you be kicked out of your range, you're gonna get arrested, you're gonna get files against you, just don't do it. But for the sake of Fort Hope and dealing with the zombie infection, eh, do whatever you want. The world's fucked anyway, so do as you desire. Uh, but I did appreciate it. And, and yeah, I like pretty much everyone got involved in some sort of shooting more of someone else. And it's, it's great. It's a bit, of, a bit of mild fun. So why not let them have it? It did also serve as well as a, as a chance to like try out all different weapons and attachments and kind of get a feel for stuff you might or might like as well. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, like, the, I like the range. It was a nice kind of idea. Um, I kind of wish, in a way, it was a little bit bigger, and I kind of wish, and also hope, that we have to get a chance to explore more of Fort Hope itself because there's a lot more to the base that we can yeah. see, but you don't ever get a chance to explore like at least half of it, which is a little mm -hmm. bit of a shame. You could argue maybe you don't need that in the hub world, but mm. oh well, Fort Hope DLC. Yeah, <laughs> I, I almost thought I almost thought you said Fort Hole, which is a amalgam of Fortnite. I, I don't know why, but I figured I'd bring that up. <laughs> but, um, also, one one other weapon to note: 
that deagle man that deagle oh, is, yeah. a freaking, is a baby maker man is it pop it off once possibly the best game one of the best sidearms one of the best like damage dealing weapons like it's just one of the best firearms like even it, on veteran, it used... he was mm-hmm. one shotting so many things that they like other like full like assault rifles weren't doing it's ridiculous there you go ladies don't watch this podcast because you'll get pregnant by a desert eagle <laughs> that noise what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna attempt to play straight man here. Uh, yeah, straight. Um, that was okay. great. That was great timing. Okay. Yeah, cryo. What? That was you. What did I do? The chair. That wasn't me. I, I just called it. Someone, you did it. I just call it equal opportunity timing. Oh, sorry, I, mean, I had beans. I, I don't think there's any way for us to possibly continue conversation that after that occurred, so we should probably just move on. Uh, yes, yes, let's. Diggle's one of the best weapons, there you go. There we go, pretty much. So, there is one last question to be asked, and it's the big one that everyone wants to know for October 12th. Will this game be worth $60? On October the twelfth, based on what yes. you have seen, yes, most likely yes, because the game, the alpha and mm-hmm. betas themselves were already like pretty well packed, so I can only imagine what the full game would be like. The full game's already like going to be like the the beta seems like it's only one third of just how much they put in, and how much like pacing wise of like oh you play Act One of Chapter One and Four, well there you go, we're already missing at least half of the game already. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling like from like the trailers, it's still like more than just half. So I'm, my bets is like we've only seen a third of this game, and it already feels like more than, uh, more than forty bucks already since the beta. And that's just how I feel. Cry? Yeah, I, I agree. All right, Ren? Uh, I don't know if I'm getting this at launch, but. Maybe, maybe if not launch, I would get it around November because honestly, I, I do love the crossplay. The game is fun. Uh, there is things they need to flesh out with the balancing and you know some of the cars. But overall, I do feel like this game is readily enjoyable. It's like Shadow said at the beginning of the podcast and uh, a chaos, and of course, it's the modern Left 4 Dead three. And with the way it's going, I enjoy like the beta a lot, open beta and closed beta. So they definitely will probably mm-hmm. score my money down the line. I I spent a good couple of streams kind of pondering this question out loud as I played the game. Um, I think the crossplay, like for PVE, I think it's fantastic, and I'm glad it exists. I fear PvP from those that have kind of done it is a bit more of a worry. Because, like, most people that tried the PvP from a console, counting people that were clearly PC, like, it was notable, you know, the fact that the game runs a lot smoother and just the way the game handled controls, like, there was definite problems there. And I do, on a PvP front, I'm a little more concerned. The PvE, I think it's totally fine. Yeah, parody is going to become a problem. It just depends on how they handle it. But, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, and, and it shouldn't be ignored. Like, uh, I think... 
I'd rather have it and it be a potential probable problem rather than not exist at all. Yeah. That's what I'm stating. The other... Uh, You see his king. That's all. (laughs) The other thing that I am a a little worried... Well, I wouldn't say worried about. This game is... It's not just targeted to say just me or just Ren or just Joe Bloggs down the street. It's targeted at Joe Bloggs and his mates. This, you know, the the selling point is that you're playing this game with your friends. It's why the crossplay exists because you know yeah. everyone has their different ways of play. You know, some of us play PC, some will play via a console, whatever the hell else. The whole reason the crossplay exists is that it's to kind of break down that barrier. So even if you do play generally on on different platforms, you can still enjoy the experience together. And it's obvious to me that that is the focus. It's targeted at groups of friends, not just random people as such. And that's great. The worry I have is that if you don't really have a lot of friends that don't play this sort of thing, I am concerned you're not... I'm a little worried about your value for money for this, especially when you're asking people to drop a lot of money for this game, like full price. That's a lot of cash to fork up. Um, and I am a little worried that, you know, if like, if like I do obviously my streams, bits and pieces like that, and I, I probably will have a fair amount of people that I can pick through and always worse and worse, I can just have like a random or two in because usually there's some chaos to be had on stream. That's great. But from like a more gameplay standpoint, like it's a bit more of a difficult sell. I expect that a lot of people are going to not just wait for this game to come out and kind of see how it stands. I expect a lot of people are going to wait until like a first sale of this game. Maybe wait until it's like 15, 20% off. Um, pick up the game when it's like 45 bucks or so. There's been a bit of time to iron out some of the initial faults. And I reckon for pretty much anyone at that point for like 40, 45 bucks, I would say yes, get hold of this game. But if you don't have people that you know are going to be picking this up at release and you're looking at 60 bucks minimum, I think this is still a bit of a difficult sell to your general player. Um, and I just, I think the launch audience would be all right, but I can't see it being stellar. I could be wrong. Maybe a lot of people are going to like think the beta was actually pretty good and make the pun. Um, but I get a feeling there's, there's kind of a, a way people want other people to make that punt first, if you get me. To kind of yeah, I mean, like tell them that yes, this game will be worth sixty bucks because they're already there, and then they'll follow. But I don't think that we want to be the first ones to go over the go over the uh, the Rubicon here. Yeah, yeah, you heard it. You heard it from the guy. If you're if you're a loser, don't get the game. <laughs> if you have friends, like get it. Like at least, <laughs> like like that I've pointed out before, like early on, before and during this podcast. There was 5.6 million players in the beta, in the open beta, at least. That is an astounding number. And I would say about, like, just a rough, like, guesstimate, about, I would say 65 to 70% was mostly positive, like, people saying stuff about it. Like, like, uh, the amount of people that I've seen and just, like, the general, like, consensus, it was, like, a good, like, 65-75% people really enjoyed this game, and about, like, 50-60% to of those people said that they would buy it on launch. 
Which the problem is... the problem is we live in the social media world where good news yeah. doesn't travel; it's bad news that travels. Yeah, that's just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If like if fifty percent of that's like sixty five percent five percent still bought it, that's still like more than one point five to two million copies sold, just on like a like a like a math numbers there. That alone is still huge on a launch game like this. That's like that's very good for a game like this. And the game's on Game Pass. I'm getting it for free. My money that goes towards Game Pass is still going towards the game itself, just not as direct, I should say. So I'm excited. Freeloader. I don't know how exactly this game is coming out on release for free on Game Pass. I have no idea. Oh, this simple. Microsoft cut them a huge check that will at least cover the um. They balance. must have done. Which is yeah, yeah that, that's how it usually goes. So if they Microsoft want it, they will just have to pay out because that's how the transaction. I, I mean, that's like, yeah, like you get these obviously like uh, with Resident Evil Village for example, and like it's kind of after the fact that Sony paid a shitload of money for like some exclusivity rights here with the demo and that sort of thing. Now that was obvious at the time, um, and I guess this is kind of more that similar sort of idea. But like that's a lot of money they must be like forking over. That's well, let me, investment. But let me appear to this though. For Capcom side of things, for example, Microsoft spent I think over a million dollars. I forgot what the actual number was because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Over a million. That's just a um, lowball of no dollars, obviously, to get Democrat Five on Game Pass, and that's well after the game was on on store shelves. So imagine yeah. how much they had to pay up just for a new game coming out. Yeah, it's it's it's. It's extraordinary in a way. It, it just amazes me that that they they're making a healthy punt because, like, if this game was to come out and fail, like that's that's not an inconsiderable loss right there that they're potentially footing. So clearly, they have some faith in the game. Which uh, I guess got money, they'd be fine. I mean, this is true. I admit this, but uh, regardless, um, but yeah, I, I think that's how I would look at this game. Like, if you're still on the fence after the beta. Feel free to like wait. I mean, like there are some pre-order bonuses for the game, but it's not particularly big. Like it's nothing too great at all. It's like you know some skins, bits and pieces. It's not going to affect too much. And that's one thing the devs have have said they don't want to. Um, they don't want to pay all stuff. Um, they don't want to you know have it so like if you have the money you can buy better cards. They don't want to go down that route because there's obviously been many notable cases of that not working out recently. So we're sort of lucky. Um, but yeah, I think. It's probably worth the sixty dollar punt, and if worse comes to worst, uh, if it, you get it and it doesn't quite work out for you, um, sell it to your friend for like forty five bucks and tell him that yeah, it's actually not too bad, but just wasn't for me. And you'll both win. That's the way I look at it. So, all right then. Uh, so I think that is us more or less done. So we do thank you all for the company. We have shout outs and whatever else to do. Uh, we'll yep. go alphabetically. So we'll go with Mister AK Austin. All right. Well, I'm AK Austin. You can find me on Twitter with the same uh, Twitter handle, AK Austin underscore zero one. Same goes for my Twitch. I'm also starting to stream a little bit more. Hopefully I can do more in the future and upload them to my YouTube. Same as AK Austin. And yeah, uh, I'll sign off right here. All right. And thank you very much. Uh, Cry. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and YouTube under the same handle, CryoGaming, C-R-Y-0, instead of the letter 0, or O. 
Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Uh, Mr. Operative Boss Man. You can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me on Twitch at Ren. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Ren Operative underscore. You can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. Uh, I will be working on a Silent Hill review and trying to get this podcast up on the podcast channel. And we're playing Tekken 3 sometime on Sunday. So look forward to that. Mr. Brando. Uh, well, you can find me Twitter, Twitch as Paragon Operative. Uh, Shut up, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, you can find me on Twitter at Immortal Brando, Twitch at Sir Brando. Everybody else is not your goddamn business. Fair enough, then. Um, and you can find me on YouTube at BlackShadow993. Uh, also, find me as well on Twitch at Black underscore Shadow underscore 993. <laughs> Someone still beat me to it, and I haven't yet hunted them down. It's pretty annoying. Um, as far as like my own stuff, uh, about to delve into a month of Resident Evil being headlined by a co- cooperative run of Resident Evil Five on professional with base handgun only, no upgrades, and nothing else. It's gonna be great. Should be wonderful. So we thank you all for your company on the podcast. If you have found yourself troubled or disturbed by our conversation about hemorrhoids and our worry for your own <laughs> safety then do do not worry you're not alone in the world oh um, my if you god are worried i would go and speak to a local doctor about it you can direct me to further <laughs> if you're company, everyone. we'll see you soon. see ya <laughs> i was gonna say like don't forget about uh what zombies do in their pastime oh no 